Hello and welcome to this week's show and what a show we have for you. Gathered together are some of the greatest Destiny shows that we know in a fusion of something. Anyway, I'm going to hand it over to Rasputin for the intro. Добро пожаловать, comrades, to the two titans and the hunter, Destiny 2 Megacast. A show where we combine the power of 5 Destiny shows into one. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the лучший show for new and veteran people alike. Where we share tips, tricks and tools to help you succeed and enjoy the game even more. Now you know what we do. Let me introduce you to our comrades in arms. The Krupi Kati from the Blueberry Lounge. The Zdorova Potatoes Thumbs Podcast. The Luchi Hap on the Net, Guardian Hub. The Udivitilne Guardian Downcast. And the Class and Udivitilne RNG Gator. До свидания. Oh, before I hand you over to Gator and the Destiny 2 Lightful Megacast... Let's run through what's happening in the last week of the season of the Seraph for February 21st, 2023. So for our final week, let's have a look at our legacy rotation, starting with the loot rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on week four's rotation with the Scatterhorn armor set and Pathfinder armor set being available. The weapons available this week will be the Stasis Precision Frame Shotgun, Fractithis, the Solar High Impact Frame Auto Rifle, Cryosura Milo. The Stasis Precision Frame Hand Cannon, Volpicula. The Arc Precision Frame Bow, Wolftown Draw. The Solar High Impact Frame Fusion Rifle, Iotonus Draconis. The Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Canis Major. The Arc Vice Rapid Fire Scout Rifle, Contingency Plan. The Kinetic High Impact Frame Pulse Rifle, Legal Action 2. The Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Outrageous Fortune. The Void Adaptive Frame Sword, Still Syllabus Z14, and the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm, Spoiler Alert. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. On Europa this week, Phylax the Warrior will be the Empire Hunt, the Asterian's Abyss will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Agility. On the Moon, the weekly story mission should be a Mysterious Disturbance. The Trove Guardian and the Wandering Nightmare Hawkis are both located in the Anchor of Light. The Nightmare Hunts this week should be Fogoth, Fear, Gaul, Rage, and Tanix, Isolation. The Dreaming City this week is at a medium curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Davillion Mists and has the Oracle Engine mission for the next week. The Blind World features Hive enemies and the Plague, Krigar, with the Chimera Garrison being the Ascendant Challenge located over in the Chamber of Starlight Lost Sector. In addition, and for the last week, the weekly Throne World reset also refreshes the pinnacle drops for the Wellspring activity and the Preservation mission. This will be the last week for you to complete the Vox Obscura replayable exotic mission and any triumphs and rewards tied to that. And the final week to complete the exotic mission, Operation Sarah Shield in the Helm. The Witch Queen weekly story mission is the last chance, where the modifier is Martyr, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. The King's Fall Ray Challenge this week is the third encounter, Golgoroth, called Gaze Amaze. 
the gaze holder must stand in the pool of unclaimed light when swapping the gaze. The Vow the Disciple challenge this week is the first encounter, acquisition, called Swift Destruction, where Guardians must kill all champions within a few seconds of each other on all rounds. The Vault of Glass challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Gatekeeper, called Strangers in Time. Players must defeat the Praetorians and Wyverns at the same time. The Deepstone Crypt challenge this week is the third encounter, Tanix Part 1, called Of All Trades. Guardians must perform each role at least once, Operator, Scanner and Suppressor. The Last Wish challenge this week is the third encounter, Morgoth, called Forever Fight. Players must not kill the small ogres during the encounter. Your pinnacle raid will be the Garden of Salvation over on the moon, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Embrace, called To the Top. This is where you must not kill the cyclops that spawns near the consecrated mind. The second encounter, Spire Defense, called A Link to the Chain. This is where all guardians must receive the enlightened buff at the same time. The third encounter, Consecrated Mind, called Staying Alive where you must not kill the spawning cyclopses in the first two rooms. And the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called 0 to 100, where you must fully fill each conflux with 30 motes within 10 seconds of initially banking the first set of motes. The pinnacle dungeon for this week will be the Pit of Heresy over on the moon. Next up, challenges. We have now had all 75 challenges over the first 10 weeks of the season. As a reminder, if you complete 72 out of the 75, you can get a large pile of Bright Dust to spend at the Eververse store in-game. Here's a few that you might have missed that you might want to get completed in the next week. Week 8 challenge for Trials of Osiris. Win 20 rounds in Trials of Osiris for a Trials weapon, challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Week 3's challenge for Team Scorched. Defeat 40 Guardians in Team Scorch for challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Week 6's challenge to acquire the Crucible Velisex Pulse Rifle Ornament for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Week 8's challenge to acquire the Gambit Velisex Pulse Rifle Ornament for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And Week 10's challenge, Vanguard Ornament. Acquire the Vanguard Ornament for the Velisex Ritual Pulse Rifle for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And speaking of Bright Dust, we have our final Eververse for this season, for the week of February 21st, 2023. Available this week for Bright Dust, we have the VR Exploration Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. The Redline Torpedo Exotic Ship for 2000 Bright Dust. The Harpy Cry Entrance Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Polished Sea Stone Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Ghost Fist Bump Exotic Emote will be available for 3250 Bright Dust. The OU Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. The Drill Down Shell Exotic Ghost for 2850 Bright Dust. The Externalization Exotic Sparrow for 2500 Bright Dust. The Dynamo Current Cask Ornament for the Hunters. The Thunderous Impact Helm Ornament for the Titans and the Arclight Hood Ornament for the Warlocks, each for 1,200 Bright Dust. The Open Hands Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Lorentz Driver Exotic Linear Fusion Rifle for 1,250 Bright Dust. And finally, the Taurus Legendary Ghost Projection for 1,500 Bright Dust. Hello. As a reminder, your daily Legendary Lost Sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of champions and burns you will find inside. But if you're new to the game or you're using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, 
you will have to run through the Lost Sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master. Tuesday, February 21st, will be the K1 Logistics on the Moon for Exotic Helmets, Solar and Arc Elemental Shields, Voidburn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Wednesday, February 22nd, will be the K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon for Exotic Boots, Solar Elemental Shields, Arcburn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Thursday, February 23rd, will be K1 Revelations on the Moon for Exotic Gauntlets, Arc Elemental Shields, Voidburn with Unstoppable and Barrier Champions. Friday, February 24th, will be the K1 Communion on the Moon for Exotic Chess, Solar and Void Elemental Shields with a Solar Burn, Unstoppable and Barrier Champions. Saturday, February 25th, will be Bunker E15 on Europa for Exotic Helmets, Void Elemental Shields, Voidburn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Sunday, February 26th, will be the Concealed Void on Europa for Exotic Boots, Solar and Void Elemental Shields, Solar Burn with Overload and Barrier Champions. And finally, back round to Monday, February 27th, will be Perdition on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets, Arc and Void Elemental Shields, Arc Burn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Lead the way. Our 12th and final featured Nightfall of the season will see us face off against the Mad Warden in the Warden of Nothing Nightfall over on the Dreaming City, where you have a chance to get a pinnacle engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 100k or more. This Nightfall is a free-to-play Nightfall. You will be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms, ascendant shards and adept mods. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty to being common with Ascendant Shards in Grand Masters. Legend and Lower Nightfalls will have 4 Barrier, 4 Unstoppable and 2 Overload Champions, with 15 Void Shields. Masters and GMs will have 10 Barrier, 7 Unstoppable and 4 Overload with 10 Void Shields. Your Adept Nightfall modifiers will be Empath, Enhanced Radar, Take increased damage from melee. Martyr. Exploding units have more health. Acute solar burn. Plus 25% solar damage dealt. And plus 50% solar damage received. Hero modifiers include all previous modifiers. Extra shields. Champions foe. You will face barrier. Unstoppable and overload champions. You can either use intrinsic exotics. Or equip anti-champion mods to your arm armor to defeat them. These mods come from the seasonal artifact. Combat Acceleration. After damaging a target with a weapon many times in rapid succession, you will regain ability energy for your melee, grenade and class abilities. The base cooldown time for these abilities is lengthened. Legend modifiers include all previous modifiers. Shocker. Goblin spawn arc pools. Air superiority. Flying units do more damage. Equipment locked. You will not be able to change your equipment after this activity starts. Shielded foes. You will face combatants with void shields. Activity modifiers may add more shield types. Master modifiers include all previous modifiers. Champions mob. This mode contains additional champions. Famine. Master specific. All ammunition drops are significantly reduced. Togetherness. Master specific. Health regen is higher near others. And attrition. Master specific. Slow regen and regen wells appear after defeating enemies. And grandmaster modifiers. Limited revives. Gain additional revives by defeating champions, up to a maximum of 20. Join in progress disabled. And extinguish. If your fire team falls in a restricted zone, your team is returned to orbit. Your Grand Master modifiers do not include Pestilence, Togetherness, and Ashes to Ashes. But your anti-champion artifact mods for this week's Nightfall are Anti-Barrier Bow and Pulse, for one energy. 
unstoppable hand cannon for one energy, grenade launcher for seven, and low entropy superconductor, where stasis and arc melee abilities stun unstoppable champions for one energy. Overload scout rifle, submachine gun, auto rifle, and the grenade mod Lord Kelvin's Basilisk, where void and stasis grenades disrupt overloads, all for one energy. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For anti-barrier, the Kinetic Bow Wishender, the Kinetic Linear Fusion Rifle Arbalest, the new Kinetic Pulse Rifle Revision Zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword The Lament, and the Titan Exotic Gauntlets Second Chance, which gain a second charge of your shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. For Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlets Athra's Embrace, which have a chance to stun the Unstoppable Champion with their Empowered Weighted Knife. And for Overload, the Void Energy Bow Le Monarch, the Arc Energy Linear Trace Rifle Divinity, the Arc Heavy Machine Gun Thunderlord, and the Warlock Exotic Boots the Secant Filaments, which when you drop an Empowering Rift, any weapon that is fired from inside the well can cause an Overload Champion to be stunned. The Nightfall featured weapon to obtain this week will be the Heavy Grenade Launcher, the Wendigo GL3. The Wendigo GL3 is an adaptive frame grenade launcher with a base blast radius of 50, velocity of 29, and handling of 41. It can roll with Golden Tricorn, Cascade Point, Full Court, and Frenzy, with Chain Reaction, Impulse Amplifier, and Auto-Loading Holster. It has the origin trait of Stunning Recovery, where if you stun a champion you partially refill the magazine, trigger health regen and improve your recovery for a short duration. Vanguard Vindication, where final blows with this weapon grant a small amount of health, and Omelon Fluid Dynamics, where the weapon has increased reload and stability for the top half of the magazine. Next up, Lord Shax brings Team Scorch to the featured Crucible playlist for the last week of the season. Delightful! Team Scorch is a 6v6 PvP mode where all players wield a Scorch Cannon. Equipped weapons and abilities cannot be used in this game mode. Movement abilities e.g. lift, jump and glide, sprinting and emotes can be used. Players are forced to use a Scorch Cannon that cannot be dropped. The Scorch Cannon has 100 ammo, which is replenished on respawn. Matches have a 7 minute timer, players have a 3 second respawn timer, kills give plus 1 point each, the first team to reach 60 points wins. If the timer runs out before the team reaches 50 points, the team with the largest score wins. The player's current and longest streaks are shown at the top of the screen below the score. Also, this is the final weekend of Trials of Osiris, as Trials tends to go on hiatus for a few weeks at the beginning of a new season. So this will be the last time to finish off Saint-14's reward track and collect any loose engrams. As a reminder, Trials of Osiris is a 3v3 PvP high stakes variant of elimination, only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to show off their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought-after weapons and armour. Players that compete in Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked to a Passage card, a ticket purchased from Saint-14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials will grant exclusive weapons, armour, pinnacle gear, master work materials and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. Five round wins will bag you that match for your passage card. By competing in trials, you do have a chance to pick up two pinnacle engrams from playing each week, one from 50 round wins and the other from winning seven games. 
These do not have to be done all in one go, but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. This week we'll see your last chance to complete the finale event for the season, where the players who own the season pass and have completed the more than a weapon quest will gain access automatically upon logging in. And as this is the final week of the season, we will see a return of double XP across all playlists. Vanguard, Gambit and Crucible. So if you need that extra boost to get your rank reset or Velisex Pulse Rifle and Ornaments, then this will be your last chance to do that. Bungie would also like to inform you that there will be some popular items from the 30th anniversary celebration returning to the Eververse store from now until the end of season 19. So if you're interested, check out the Eververse storefront page. Don't forget to claim those unclaimed Prime Gaming rewards, as starting February 28th, any unclaimed rewards that are over a year old will be removed from Amanda Holiday's inventory in the Tower Hangar. Also, with this being the final week of the season, don't forget to collect all of your Season of the Seraph Pass items, any items left over from the Season of Plunder Season Pass from Bungie.net, plus your reward track items and engrams from Banshee44, the gunsmith, Shax, Crucible, Zavala, Vanguard, Drifter, Gambit and Saint-14 Trials before the end of the season as they will reset and you will lose all items when the new season starts. And this is your last call Triumph Hunters, you only have one more week to complete any missing 2022 Moments of Triumph, so don't miss out on getting those in-game and Bungie store rewards. You can still support the Bungie Foundation in supporting the earthquake recovery work in Turkey and Syria. By donating $25 or more, you will earn the Compassionate Concentric Emblem. Head on over to the link on screen to donate now. One final thing to mention is that Destiny 2 will be brought offline for 24 hours starting at 9am PST on February 27th, 2023 in preparation for Lightfall. Which means we only have 6 days left this final week, so be sure to wrap up everything you want to achieve during the Season of the Seraph before the downtime begins. During this period of downtime, players can pre-download Lightfall on all platforms, but be advised that the download file will be large, but this new installation will improve load times and overall disk space usage will be smaller afterwards. Once the game is brought back online and Lightfall has launched, signing queues are expected, especially during the first hours and peak play times. Keep an eye on at Bungie Help and at Destiny 2 Teams for more information. And that's it for the final week of Season of the Seraph. Now, Back to the show. Guardian down. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Megacast. I'm Todd the Gator with Guardian Downcast and my host here, Mr. Hazelnut NT. Or Hazel NT is here with me. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good. And it's Hazelnut, by the way. Hazelnut. You know, only Hazelnut. four years into this thing. And, yeah. yeah. Is that, is yeah. That, is, wait, let me write that down. Is that right? Hazelnut? Okay. Yeah. Got you. Wow. Yeah. Hey, bef before we get started tonight, I wanted, we have uh, five destiny podcast being represented here tonight now we'll just we just want to go around the table here and everyone just introduce themselves and also tell us what podcast you're with because i want to make sure everyone's represented here tonight let's start out with uh, mr kingsley mac kingsley okay kingsley's muted <laughs> which live chat are yes we using? you told us to mute gator yes and talk while we're muted so that's what i was doing Oh, anyways, yes, I am Kingsley Mac uh, with the Guardian Hub podcast, and uh, oh, we have another one representing tonight, and it's not Mister Magical, it's Mister Lore. Should we go to Des? How you doing? 
Mr. Lore. Interesting. Uh, hello, <laughs> I am Raven of the Variety. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm the also Guardian Hub. I'm here. I'm a Cancer. I like long walks, long walks on the beach. Uh, and I probably won't be talking too much unless I get censored by Gator again. What? <laughs> no, I, no. Actually, I have a lore question tonight for you, Des. I'll, I'll ask it later on the show, but I have a lore question for you. I've been reading the new oh, lore God. book that's coming out, so I'm getting interested. Oh, God. No, no, it's a simple question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming tonight, Des. No, it's okay. It's okay. I am happy to be here. Excellent. All right. Mr. Fluffy Fingers, MD. How are you doing tonight, sir? Hi, everyone. My name is Fluffy Fingers, MD. I am from the Potato Thumbs podcast. We are a new podcast, uh, primarily talking about potatoes. We talk about cooking metas, uh, different entrees and sides that you can put with them. And uh, my co-host, Admiral Nips, he uh, actually is allergic to them. So it's kind of weird, but we're rolling with it anyways. Actually, this is the grandfather of all these podcasts. He's the oldest one here tonight. They've been, uh, what episode number are you on now? 300? Have you hit 300 yet? I think we just did 291. Oh, and with the bonus episodes, we're like, 298 or 297 somewhere in there very nice thanks man thanks for coming tonight all right uh we have mr night demon how are you tonight sir i am doing fine thank you very much for inviting us absolutely as we do for like for the last three years and this... now we seem to have grown and got more podcasts involved dragged yeah. them under the bus with us yeah we're dragging them along for the ride that's for sure well, how are you doing tonight, sir? And and what is your podcast again? I can't remember. It, it, when I do when I Google Destiny podcast, yours never seems to come up. That that yeah, we're quite unique, really. It's, it's two titans, and we don't like hunters. Uh oh. No, joking. Look, I will break this hunter. new button in a second. You don't knock that off. <laughs> that that was too slow for you. You you've got to be quick on the mute button. Well, yes, everyone knows, of course, the Two Titans and a Hunters podcast. And you have your uh, two co-hosts with you here tonight. I Well, yeah, I dragged two of them along. Uh, the other guy couldn't kind of make it. He's probably stuck outside of his shed this time. Oh, so, no. yeah. Maybe he'll Maybe he'll join us later. It's pretty late for you guys over there in the UK right now, so. Yeah, it's about one o'clock. But, you know, it, yeah, he's, he's probably um, not able to get into his shed this time and, and give us some law and stuff so at least we've got des here to ask for some law nice all right well uh, one of your co-hosts is uh mr parody parody how you doing tonight sir oh not bad at all happy to happy to be here happy to be doing this yet again stepping into the ring with uh all of these lovely contenders and uh, we'll see who uh who, who leaves tonight in one piece <laughs> i'm guessing it will not be either editor <laughs> it will not it will not that's for sure and of course, what would make the two titans and a hunter complete without Mister No One responds in real life? How you doing, man? Man, what's going on? Living that dream, well, living a dream could be my dream. Not entirely sure. The meds haven't kicked in yet. <laughs> okay. Well, he's my fellow Florida Floridian, welcome tonight, Floridians sir. Floridians full life. What? That's right, man. Oh, that's right. Uh, and we have our brand new entries into our mega cast and that would be from the blueberry lounge that would be mr sweaty spooks how are you tonight sir 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'd first off like to personally thank you, the listener, for joining us tonight in the mega cast. I am ever so excited to be here. My name is Sweaty Spooks, host of the Blueberry Lounge. And boy, am I ever so proud to announce that the show has expanded. And it is with great pleasure that I introduce to you my new co-host, Mr. Native Raider. How are you tonight? How can I be a co-host with a voice like that? I mean, come on now. That's oh, beautiful. He just it's absolutely beautiful. That introduction. Absolutely hell, beautiful. Like, yeah. So there we go. Uh, Blueberry Lounge. Uh, yeah. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you all, gentlemen. Appreciate you being here tonight. And here's the way it's going to work tonight, everyone. Uh, I'm going to be driving the bus. I'm the designated driver tonight. And I'm going to be passing around the wooden spoon for everyone to talk from. And uh, I'm first going to pass it on to Mr. Parody tonight, representing Two Titans and a Hunter. And he's going to talk about the state of the game that was just released this week. And, man, we had so much information, man. It's like an information overload this week. But, Parody, I'm passing the wooden spoon on to you. Take it away, sir. I feel a little threatened with you just, just you know, waving the wooden spoon around over there. I don't know if I like this. Well, I was going to say talking stick, but... RNG Gator told me that everyone beat me with it, so I'm just gonna make it a wooden spoon since I'm used to getting hit by it. I think you're just you're just threatening us with a good time, bad time, and all the times. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, should that. we should we let RNG Gator say hi to everyone as well? Oh since yes, he's here? this is uh, no. RNG Gator. This is our favorite <laughs> mod. Uh, that's self-labeled, by the way. Uh, RNG, RNG Gator, Gator isn't just an extension of of Todd the Gator. You you aren't just one person at this point. Well, you'll listen for yourself. No, I'm the better Gator. Why did I? Because I don't him? forget people, you know. Why did I unmute him? Uh, <laughs> don't have a podcast, so I don't get included. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, I'm sorry, man. Hey, I'm I'm this is I'm doing this all on the fly tonight, so no script. You're just running with it, and uh, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But RNG Gator, just so everyone knows, here in the live chat, RNG Gator will be our collection of questions from our live chat tonight. He's going to be collecting the questions throughout the show tonight. If you have a question for that you want answered by this huge panel of. Uh, of podcasters here put it in the live chat and uh, rng gator will post it or pin it i should say and at the end of the show we're going to go through questions and uh, finish up the show that way so we're going to start again thank you rng gator help thanks for helping out tonight bud no problem and we're going to start out again like i said with mr parody and you're going to kind of go over what has been going on with the state of the game this uh this week to start state All of right. the game there's there's, they're basically, state of the game is, is Bungie has four big goals going forward. As we had, as we had in the late fall, leading up to the final shape, leading to the end of our light and dark saga. And so they got four big goals they're trying to work on, which is first expand pairs, yeah, exp expand the player's imaginations. Two is bring challenges back to destiny. Three enrich our content and four connect our guardians, which is just extensions of what they've been trying to do this whole time. And we got two season names. We have defiance and we have deep. I wish they would have picked two words that didn't both start with D and E that sound very similar when I try to keep them straight. But, hey, at least we have something other than Redacted. I haven't seen Redacted in weeks. It's been great. So I'm going to get into this and go, I don't know if we want to go one by one, if we want to have feedback or questions, or just want me to roll through this and then questions, comments at the end of this. Well, also, since, we have, since we have so much to I cover. I don't know what your master plan is, Gabe. We'll roll with it and since, you know, stop me when you want to. Since we have so much to cover tonight, why don't you go ahead and go over the state of the game and maybe halfway through break off and see what everyone wants to say about it. And then we'll finish up with it, but maybe not the entire thing, but maybe split it in half. 
Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. So, so I mean, one of the things they want to do is expand the player's imaginations, which basically just seems to be simplifying. We're starting with reducing complexity with the progression systems, meaning fewer currencies to earn, to remember, to keep. The umbral and umbral energies are going away. After you've unlocked your seasonal focusing, if you want to focus an engram into a into a particular weapon or armor, all you need is glimmer and a seasonal engram. I don't I don't see shards anywhere in their respawn. You might be saved. Your seasonal engrams, you won't have to mess with those either. Those will be stored and tracked on the vendors. No more large stacks of seasonal curry currency to unlock at a chest at the end of every, every activity. Instead, we're going back to the key system, sort of like we had in Rise of Iron, I want to say, where you'll be you will have singular keys dropped throughout your playtime, which will allow you to extract better rewards from the chests at the end of the seasonal activity. Now, it's not going to drop at every time you complete an activity, so these chests are going to be bonuses and not requirements, where now it's you go hit the chest the activity, you're just expected to open all of them. The idea is, you know, these keys will actually give you better rewards out of these chests. It, it isn't just rinse and repeat, run them until the end of time. So they want these chests to have, you know, meaningful loot, meaningful bonuses for you. And the keys can drop from seasonal activities and as well as just your, uh, you know, strikes, PvP, and gambits. So you don't have to do the whole thing where you play your seasonal activity, hop back to your core playlist to earn some more currencies, hop back to your seasonal activity. You can, again, just sort of play what you want, when you want, and not have to jump I don't have to hop back and forth the whole time. <clears throat> We're going to have fewer total vendor upgrades, with each individual upgrade being more potent, and some upgrades offer a variance in the way you interact with the seasonal activities. And they're changing the way they name the various progression systems and currencies, because they would like us as the players to understand what they are and where you can spend them. As opposed to going, I have 16 things called Umbral something, where do these go? I should be able to look at the currency and say, here's what I'm supposed to do with it. So that's the goal around this. So in Seasons to Come, after Defiance, we're going to head into Seasons of the Deep. So Seasons of the Deep will not feature the vendor upgrade paradigm at all. So they're doing away with that. Not for the end of time, necessarily, but in that season, they're just doing away with the, with the whole vendor upgrade system. They're, they're done with it. And the same will be true with the following season. But they are trying to give us more activities like the Shattered Realm and Season of the Lost or the, um, the Battleground from Season of the Chosen. And in Lightfall, they're also going to be adding the Guardian Ranks alongside with rethinking the build crafting with loadouts. And the Guardian Ranks is just your you know, effortless way for Guardians to share their place, you know, where they are in their journey with everyone else. <clears throat> and you know, that big number over your head is no longer just the number of levels you've gained on your Season Pass. It'll actually high in your Guardian rank, things you've done, challenges you've faced, you know, things you've actually done in the game, not just, I've played this game a lot, now that number is 500-something. We're going to go into weapon crafting and make that simplified. So, you know, there's a lot of weapons, but the route to getting those weapons is too random, and it's frustrating trying to get the thing you're trying to get, and instead you get, you know, the sniper rifle or the hand cannon, you're like, I just, I just want an SMG, that's all I'm trying to get. So they want the weapon crafting to be part of the chase and not diminish it by getting... You know, other things you're not trying to get to or get a great random roll and go, yeah, but this isn't what I want because I'm trying to, you know, unlock these patterns to craft this weapon. So they're going to have fewer of the total weapons be craftable and more of the weapons with long-term sources will get value from the randomly rolled perks. And in the year of Lightfall, so not, you know, this season, but in the year, the four seasons, they're starting with our non-crafted weapons with the new rated depths will have the ability to be enhanced, which is basically you can take that sweet randomly rolled weapon you got and you can enhance it, which means you can level up. 
level it up, use mementos, enhance the perks. And those are the perks that are be the same ones on the web. So your masterwork can't be changed, those perks can't be changed. So if you have a sweet overflow rampage weapon, you could theoretically get enhanced overflow and enhanced rampage, but you couldn't change those perks. So it's about making your randomly rolled weapons better, not full on crafting them. And basically you can t pick that favorite weapon, get into a re relationship with it, use it, level up, it becomes better. And that starts with the adept weapons from the new raid and we'll move into other things, you know, they say hand wavy later in Lightfall. So basically, you know, doing what, doing what Budgie does, here's a taste of it, we'll roll it out small and then increase it over time. And then for the crafted weapons, they're making that, that whole thing simpler by just saying you will never see a deep sight weapon unless there's something you need on it to make a pattern progress. You're not going to see red borders that are just there as currency, because all those currencies are going away. And they're targeting Season of the Deep, which is our second season in Lightfall. They'll be adding a mechanism to activate Deep Sight on any craftable weapon that you don't have a pattern for. So that is all of the, you know, expanding our players' imaginations. <clears throat> I go and yeah. I can do yeah why don't we why don't we go around the horn on that that topic first yeah. what's everyone think there's a lot there uh there is I, there is i think giving value to randomly rolled weapons i hadn't even thought about that because for years my mind not years <laughs> for for a while now my mind's been on crafting weapons how awesome that is and and getting those to where you need them to be and focusing most of my time on raids and activities to get those red borders so that i can craft the perfect weapon because like like every now and again in the pursuit of crafting the red border right you'll get your roll to drop but it won't have those enhanced perks so you just trash it because you know you're going to be making the enhanced perks later on so the fact that now we can accidentally get our god roll and just just roll with that right just just upgrade that up until you get your your enhanced perks that it's a beautiful touch. I didn't. I didn't even expect that to be a thing. Okay, if I can. Okay, sorry to already be the. This is Hazel, by the way, for anybody listening. So, um, respawn. I disagree with you. Okay, I love you though, but I disagree with you because me when I play and I'm on my route to getting my crafted weapon, if I find one like my Icolos SMG, and it's got volt shot and auto loading or something like that i'm keeping that and i'm not crafting it because i don't need to craft it so that's just me but the other thing though is that i'm glad that bungie found a way to finally if anybody remembers this from early d2 when they said that hey you know luke smith goes how can we make your 10th better devils mean something they finally did it or your 5,000th freaking uh what was that rocket launcher Everybody loved. It's funny. They, oh, drop, you mean the, they drop it all the time, the but no one remembers transit? the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's Edge play. Transit. I played from until I got my, my, my cape and then I dipped. But everybody else apparently got 5,000 rocket launchers from the Iron Banana. Yeah, the blowout. <laughs> the blowout. There it is. Yeah. But um, uh, to your response, like you get your God roll, right? But your God roll is never going to be as good as it can be because you'll never get those enhanced perks previous to this right so why not continue crafting that weapon because in the future perks are always changing anyway so you never know if that role you have is going to be the god role indefinitely 
So having the ability to go back and change the role on that gun for whatever the new God role is, is still a good reason to craft that weapon. You know, you shouldn't just stop the crafting process because you got the God role that you want now. Mm-hmm. But Bungie will never, ever punish somebody for not playing a season. You know, just because I didn't play during whatever season, they're not going to be like, well, screw that guy, and we're going to make Volt Shot the best and never put Volt Shot on any, any other weapons. They're going to put it on something else that's going to make it just as good as everything else and just as viable. They, they do kind of punish you for not playing a season. If you miss out on that season, you do miss out on some things. And it can be a while before it comes back around that they go, oh, hang on a minute, we, we've missed out on giving this to all the players, so let's put all of that loot into, like, Dares of Eternity this season, but anybody mm-hmm. that wasn't around for season 11, season 12, you kind of, you have to wait a while for it to come back around, but I see your point. But I, I think it's nice that they've addressed what Hazel was saying, that he wants to stick with his god role that he got, he doesn't want to go out and go and get any red borders, and they, they're also tapping into Respawn's mentality of oh, you want to go get the red borders and make it the best of the best of the best, well, you can do that as well. But what you've got to look at this is, is this is another way of Bungie doing sunsetting again in a different way because there's no way they're going to go back and say, hey, by the way, that fabulous Ikelos uh, submachine gun that you've just got, that is going to be the in this kind of new crafting system and be able to make it the best of the best of the best. This is going to be new weapons going forward or as we go into Lightfall, the weapons going forward that way. So they do this kind of little bit of sunsetting of, you know, making the weapons better each time. And I've noticed with like the Nightfalls, they've done that quite regularly. Now that they've brought back some of the Nightfall weapons that were Nightfall weapons uh, a couple of seasons back, that they now have the Origin perks on, whereas the other versions, like I think it was mm-hmm. the um, Yeah, Dura, didn't have like the Origin perks on it. So you you kind of you, you you may have an adept Hungjura from like two seasons previous, but now you you need the new Hungjura that's got the Omelon adaptive perk. You need the Vanguard, and you know it's they they're slowly doing it, which is quite nice. Is that they needed to do something to address all of the the powerful weapons, and mm-hmm. well, they have been doing that, and they yeah, don't call it sunsetting; they're just nerfing it. Look at the poor DMT. No, they're, they're making they're making <laughs> other weapons better. No, that's an exotic weapon. That's completely different. But yeah, they are making other weapons better or more enticing for people to then drop the older weapons. Yeah. And to that, the other a bungee vault space. Mm-hmm. Please. Yep. Yeah. The the other thing that I noticed um, in in that whole like blog where they're talking about weapons and drops is they said making drops meaningful which which i'm excited for because like if you play a lot of one activity you just like have the natural habit to just go and shard everything like the the amount of times i look at the rolls on the crucible drops i get like they just they're just instant shards so that that makes me hope that they're gonna rethink what perks go with what weapons kind of like what what they did with rose um and I hope that's the direction that they're going so that we get some, you know, a little bit less junk when we are getting those RNG drops. I think the main reason they did this is because people were discounting adept weapons because why get an adept weapon when I can craft the best weapon, the best version of that weapon already? And the adept perks just weren't strong enough to warrant going through that hell to get them, you know? I think this was Bungie's response to the people who were complaining or maybe 
not worrying about getting the adept gear because they can get the same version of the gun at least close with a enhanced mods on it instead. Adepts weren't as strong, so this was maybe their answer to it. I don't know. Anybody else on this subject? Well, the adept the adept mods are really strong though. So, and plus, I mean, if you look at the adept weapons, instead of just getting ten points to make that weapon better, you actually get the ten points for the category that your masterwork is in, and then every other category gets what two points, one or two points, to, to make yeah. every other category of that category mm -hmm. of that gun better as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's still really, really, really good. Even if you can craft it, you're not going to have that level of of perks in the game. You might yeah. have a stronger version of like, you know, uh, Volt Shot. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. But he's going to have better stability, better range, better handling, better everything. Right. You know, so. Des, what do you think, man? Uh, no, I do agree. uh pretty well with respawn because it's basically just a like between the enhanced perks and the adept mods they were kind of it's hard to say which one is better than the other essentially uh, because they both they both enhanced what the gun did in ways um but no, still at the same time, uh, there's probably still that subset of people that, like you said, Gator, just wouldn't go after adepts because, I mean, crafting, maybe not better, but still got really close to, like, that quality that an adept weapon could have. So I do feel like this is still, like, a really... It put it does it's it puts like an emphasis back on uh, adept weapons, I believe, essentially. Okay, good point. Uh, okay, if no one else has any comments, no. Sweaty, well, sweaty, go ahead, man. Okay, so when it comes to the adept versus crafting, I think there's a I think there is a place for for both. Um, of course, like both options are available, and I'm all for their underlining word options. Options is great. We love options. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain in, in my opinion. Like, yes, you can go ahead and craft a weapon and you can focus it um, into the field that you're looking for. However, um, the one thing that I do like Adepts over crafted is, yes, the Adept mods which allow me to stat focus so the question isn't necessarily do you want adept versus craft in my personal opinion i think it's just what's your intention do you want functionality or do you want stats um and i think it like i said it just comes behind intention with the player and what they intend to do with that weapon um personally i more see functionality uh, in things like um, if I'm doing GMs, you know, I'm going to want more functionality in, mm -hmm. in that aspect. But if I'm doing things like trials, for example, I'm going to want more stats. Um, yeah, like, so, like the like the big ones. What's it called? Big ones um, for a dead big ones. Yeah. yeah so exactly. you pair that with like, um, well, I have a hothead, for example, and it has auto loading and Vorpal weapon. I mean, sure, it's not um, probably the most top thing. 
but you put the adept uh, big ones on it. And then what I do in my kinetic slot is I put the wither horde there. So I just swap between those two and then just pot shot with my energy weapon in between. And mm -hmm. I have done some pretty crazy damage in raid in raids before. Uh, and I've surprised some folks with that combination. Now, I'm like I said, I'm not saying it's the best. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's but different for it's everybody. a combination yeah. that, you know, if you look at the weapon by itself alone on paper, sure, it doesn't look like that impressive of a hothead. But once you com combine that particular perk set into a build mm -hmm. with intention, so that, again, we come back full circle to that word intention. So I think it just depends on what you're trying to do. And I, I think it's really just a subject of personal opinion. Sure. Well, well, what they've done now is they've combined it too because they've taken your adept weapon. If I've heard that correctly, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Exactly. They've taken your adept weapon and now your adept weapon you can get enhanced perks. You can actually get enhanced perks on that. Right. So that that is gonna be the goal. That's the that's gonna be the new golden standard is adept weapons with enhanced perks. Yeah, and it gives it it motivates people to get the adept weapons now because it didn't in the past. If I can get enhanced head head seeker, why would I worry about getting uh, an enhanced uh, pulse rifle in a GM or something. That's a poor example, but you get my point. Uh, I'm gonna keep the. I'm gonna put the bus back in gear here and let Parody take on the next topic of. Um, yeah, of the block. Bringing the, bringing we're back. bringing the challenge. We're bringing the challenge back. The challenge was over there. We're bringing it back now. So in the last couple seasons, you might have noticed that we brought all the other subclasses up to a 3.0 standard to meet stasis. You, you may have been aware. I mean, maybe you might have ignored it and gone back to void and gone, everything else is dead to me. But, you know, that's what happened in the rest of the game. And now we have power creep because of it. We have a more compelling RPG, but at times lower levels of challenge in the core content. And while Bungie is still trying to find that balance of, you know, offering multiple difficulty levels and content such as the campaigns, nightfall, secret missions, dungeons and raids... They feel the baseline challenge, and most of the content is too low. Let's say that again. The baseline challenge, not challenge to everything. The game itself is not too easy, but, you know, walking in, you are, you know, the immortal of the immortals, and they're like, we should make this a little bit more difficult. Like, actually give you something to do, not just stroll through your kingdom. So the first thing they're doing is looking at tuning abilities. Surprise, surprise. They're bringing, you know, bringing the challenge back to Destiny requires a two-prong approach. First, if they just tuned up the enemies across the game, we'd start to encounter issues where combatants were frequently one-shotting players, and we would feel super spongy. Nobody wants that. As a result, even the more relaxing content would require players to conform to the most meta-guardian loadouts. Again, nobody wants that. If we were only to tune the player's efficiency, the RPG elements would start to feel like they matter less, and Destiny might start to lose sort of its essential fantasy and, and you know, being this powerful battle, battle of wizards in space sort of the whole lore around what this game is. So what is Bungie doing? Well, they're going to start with a player's toolkit and say, across PvE and PvP, abilities dominate. Period. Full stop. They don't want to nerf that strength because they just spent a lot of time bringing that strength up and uh, fixing the broken void strength to make it even voidier and better. So they're changing the uptime instead. So they're going to moderately increase the ability recharge time across a wide selection of abilities as they talked about in depth in, in the ability tuning preview last week. And they're adjusting the amount of damage resistance granted by resilience. And they're also increasing the cost of the resilience mod from one to two for minors and three to four for majors. Basically what this means is if you play like a tier eight, you know, so take your hundreds down to eight, you know, 80 today, that's sort of, you know, more or less a taste of what you're going to have resilience wise come nightfall, not count or come lightfall. I wish it wouldn't be nightfall, nightfall. 
come Lightfall, not counting all the other changes they're making. But they're also going to shake up the enemy difficulty. So the level of challenge present in the current Heist Battlegrounds playlist is the model they like. So basically, you know, the, the Battlegrounds we've been running in the Seraph things all season long, that's sort of where they're like, we like this. This seems to be a good, a good difficulty knob. You know, they're, they're happy sort of where this level of challenge is. It's not too much. It's not too little. So what they're saying is basically, you know, everything in the game has a difficulty knob. Some knobs they turn up, some knobs they turn down. The knobs have always been there. And sort of, you know, depending on how evergreen they want the content to be, they'll make things harder or easier, you know, sort of as they see fit. So they were pretty aggressive with the Siege of the Seraph, and they liked the results it produced. So the base Battlegrounds playlist in Season of Defiance next season are going to use that same settings. So you can sort of expect the same sort of level of difficulty the Seraph missions gave you this season. And they're also going to carry this approach over to adjusting the same difficulty in the Vanguard Ops playlist. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if you're running strikes, it's a walk in the park. You can sleep your way through those strikes. So they're going to tune those not quite as aggressively. You know, they don't want to make them sort of as hard as the, the battlegrounds. But they are going to sort of move it up a little bit, you know, and just sort of, and sort of, you know, try to find a happy medium, you know, in their bungee way of, we'll do this, we'll get feedback, we'll do this, we'll get feedback. See where, see, you know, see sort of how hard is too hard and how hard is not hard enough. Um, and because basically they want to make Vanguard Ops more engaging to average people and just give the rest of us a reason to ever set foot into it other than running three of them for a pinnacle and never looking back. So they don't want the entire game to feel like they've just turned up to 11, but they want to keep the challenges fresh and help enemy focusing, I'm sorry, and help the enemy forces patrolling Neomuna feel dangerous and worth your attention. And then finally, just the power climb. You know, there's been a lot of talk of what's going on with power. Uh, the power climb is going to be very similar to that in Witch Queen. And later in Season of the Deep, they don't play, plan to raise the power or pinnacle cap at all. So basically, when Witch Queen lost, when Witch Queen launched, our soft cap was 1500 and our pinnacle cap is 1560. Beyond light, we went from 1200 to 1260. So here we are in Lightfall. It's going to, you know, again, it's going to go up a little bit, but we're not going up that much. There's not going to be that big climb sort of as we go through the seasons. And then after that, they don't plan to raise it at all. So we'll see where power goes. Yeah, it seems and that's like our bringing our challenge back. Yeah, it seems like uh, if you get to the the max cap next season, the first season of Lifefall, you're pretty much done for the year. It's, at least that's what it sounds like. Uh, Night Demon, what do you think? I was just going to ask you guys. I mean, are you happy with that? Is this something that, as you know, players that we've we've kind of all played this game for a very long time, is this something that we're happy about, or do we like the constant chase of that extra little bit of power? I know it slowly over time, it hasn't really meant that much. I mean, apart from doing trials and maybe raids like with like day one stuff, well, grandmasters, they, you know, well, I mean, even, yeah. even that they've kind of taken it away from that. You now can get into grandmasters without being at that pinnacle power, right? No, but I'm saying but, that was why you would chase it, before yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. beforehand there was a lot of reasons why you you chased it i mean a lot of it was for the prestige i mean going back to destiny one there was a lot of prestige going from forever 29 to 30 and it was mm -hmm. chasing that one piece of gear that you just couldn't get now it's kind of just been it's just kind of that arbitrary thing so i was just going to ask you guys is this something that you're looking forward to or is this something that you're kind of going mm, I, I do kind of like it yeah one thousand percent um I said this two years ago. Remember when um, the seasons used to be like a 50 power level for a yeah. little bit? Yeah. And then they changed it to 10. I'm like, 10 is pointless. Yeah. You should keep it at 50 or go to zero. 
but why just 10? So I think it's a really good idea they're going to zero. They're not raising it. They'll probably play around with these just modifiers, no matter what your power level is. It's the plus 5 or the plus 20, depending on how hard it is. Hmm. Maybe they won't keep this long term, but I think they needed to do this because, again, the plus 10 was just pointless, pointless, pointless for season to season. Respawn, did you have something to add to that? I did. Well, I actually wanted to ask you all a question because I felt question to my question. I felt that there's <laughs> a, an oxymoron. No, it answers your question too. Okay. I feel like there's there's an oxymoron because they open the statement with some people get one shot and we don't like that and we don't want that. So what are we gonna do about it? We're gonna make resilience mean less and enemies more difficult. I'm like, wait, I thought you just said you don't want people getting one shot, right? And now you're talking about lowering resilience and making enemies harder. So what is what is that about? Did I just mishear what they said or or what? You know? Mm-hmm. Des, you have so, a comment? I'm just I'm passing the spoon around. Just make sure everybody gets their say. Uh, nothing to what Respawn was talking about, but... Um, okay. <laughs> I will say, uh, just you know, before that question was hijacked was a question um that was just eliminating the power climb i feel definitely benefits at least parts of the community especially those that are pvp centric um because again in order to i mean people that do trials in order to gear up for trials you have to hit those yeah. pinnacles you have to hit everything but if your main goal is to trials i mean you can't do that pre there's there's not much that can do that before trial starts. So mm-hmm. just getting rid of the power climb from season to season, I feel really helps those people that perhaps aren't as into the PVE side. Uh, so that way, you know, maybe they just play through the campaign, they hit their proper power, and then boom, they're they're right. pretty much good and set right. for every season after. So it keeps them out of the activities they may not want to play, and potentially you know increases overall pvp population from that perspective True. who knows it's yeah, pipe dream but yeah i think it, it might does, work. increases all the populations to be honest i think it, it kind of does go back to destiny one where we were like six months to eight months without kind of content so mm-hmm. if you'd already reached that pinnacle you were just doing other stuff in the game now with destiny 2 there's a hell of a lot more stuff in the game so it makes sense to kind of no matter what stage you come in in the next year you can get to that pinnacle power and you can stay at that pinnacle power. So for like us players that we can go straight in for Lightfall, get to that pinnacle power. And then the following seasons, we're not then trying to keep that constant pinnacle power up and distracting ourselves from actually playing the game and enjoying the game that we want to do. So it's, it's really good fun that, you know, we could all be at the pinnacle power Mm -hmm. and we could then, instead of spending the time then chasing more pinnacle power in the following seasons, we can say, Hey, do you want to go and do a raid? We are at that power level. Let's all just go into a raid. And the time that you would have spent just grinding out, you can actually spend in the game and enjoying yourself. So I, I see it as a kind of, it's a double-edged sword for Bungie, but I, I see the reason why they're doing it. And uh, I think to Respawn's question is that they're not going to make us too squishy, but they're going to adjust the way that the enemies fight against us in a way that it's 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 more kind of, there's a bit more fight to it. You know, you're going to have to try and win that. So it's going to feel a bit more like a, a, a nightfall rather than it's going to feel like a strike kind of thing. Uh, Hazel, I think so you were le- next. Leaning... Oh. I'm just making sure everybody gets Go ahead. Go ahead, Respawn. Go ahead, Respawn. I got gotcha. you. 
Go ahead, man. Finish your point. Oh, no. I was going to say it It kind of feels like they're leaning more into that RPG aspect. Yes. You know, like if anybody's ever played like a Final Fantasy or whatever, as long as you're in the, the area that is of your level, enemies are going to be going to have that difficulty to it. And they keep talking about wanting to be an RPG. And this feels like a step in that direction. And we've been saying for years, light level means nothing. And the fact that they're finally leaning into that is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Hazel? Yeah, um, exactly. I was just going to kind of follow up with that, too, and just say that, I mean, currently what they're doing is the same thing they did for Presage, if you remember, yeah. is that light, ma- light did not matter at all when you went into that. And then you went in, and then you were just, like, you know, either it was, it, it didn't feel too hard, but it didn't feel too easy either in, in moments. Right. So I'm glad to see them doing this. I mean, I think this whole like state of the game thing was, was they wrote it just for me because this is everything that I wanted in the game. You know, I want it to be a challenge. I don't want it to be a cakewalk. Are you I mean, saying I you're went, blackmailing Bungie? No, <laughs> not at all. No, I'm just, I'm, it's just weird and scary that they're, I don't know, that they're, they're listening to the elitist pinkies in the air crew. Maybe. But um, but no, I'm happy to see this, and I think uh, this may stop Gator's ass from being uh, in, uh, you know, soloing strikes just so he can get his bounties done. That's another matter, Fluffy. What uh, what do you say, buddy? Um, on the PVE side, I think that they really are hitting the mark, like with the seasonal content and the way that they rolled it out. Um, this season, I'm a big fan of contest mode over throwing champions and shit at people in PVE. I think that um, doing stuff like that makes it much more enjoyable. So I'm looking forward to the changes that they have and the fact that they're bringing up baseline stuff like strikes and stuff to hopefully make them all hard because I would like to see that. As far as PVP goes, um, I would be super happy if they did away with light level and trials. Yes, I, I don't. I don't think it matters. I don't think it should be there. But coincidentally enough, I really miss light level and Iron Banner. I mm-hmm. thought it was a lot of fun to have that craziness of, you know, just like that power fantasy while playing sixes because Iron Banner is such a chaotic mode anyways. Mm-hmm. So. I, I actually missed that change, but otherwise, I think I think light level can go pound sand. Yeah, I mean, Iron Banner, it, it always seemed to reward the people who grinded a little bit more. I guess the same for trials too. But I've stayed out of trials because I'm not I'm not at Pinnacle right now, and it's I know it's going to hurt me that I'm at least five or eight less than the Pinnacle. So because your your artifact power doesn't count in there, it's all raw score. But uh, yeah, I mean. I think they've already been leaning this way. They're already when they started this season and they told you that the activity was going to be plus five higher with the battleground heist battlegrounds. I think they're already I think they're already flipping the switch. I think they're just going to fully flip the switch in a couple seasons. So uh, anything else from anybody? Last words? Yeah, the light level in Iron Banana, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised Night did Night Demon didn't chime in because he spent all that time. <laughs> Purposely lowering his light level to get that Iron Burden title that he cherishes so much. Yes. You know? So, 2,500 kills on it. Uh, more than that. Oh, geez. No, no, <laughs> the fact I, that he I, can't I, show it. I got to 2,500 and, and just stopped. stopped. I remember you telling oh, me. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's on his emblem. It's on his emblem. On my emblem. There's no point in going any further. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, that, that would be a reason to have light levels just to say, hey, I went in underleveled and I still smoked your team or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. 
When you finish the marathon, then you can stop running the marathon. Right. Well, speaking of which, parody, we're moving on. What's the next? Uh, what's the next topic in state of the game, brother? So our content, we're going to take our content and add some seasoning. We're going to enrich it. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a nice, nice sauce. It's going to be delicious. So we we've got some lovely content. We're going to enrich. So you know, we may change it to power. May change it to pursuits. There'll be plenty of things for us to sink our teeth into. And now Bungie's looking at the the way they've been trying trying to attack the problem of trying to squeeze one more morsel of new content into each release. Just one more new activity, one more currency, one more set of nine things to go learn and do that you run for three months and then you never see again. So they're thinking maybe, just maybe, we should take the existing depth of incredible content in Destiny 2 and make it more valuable to new and returning guardians. So maybe stop churning out all the new things and instead invest on the evergreen things they have in the game that are going to be there. Not to name names about the, the game mode that they did not mention once in this entire article. We won't mention that. We won't get into that today. But they did mention the Fiery Crucible. So last year, they did launch several new modes. We got Rift, Eruption, and Fortress in PvP, all in Iron Banner. But that seems to be the playground for new content these days. Because they sort of forgot Crucible Labs existed a little bit. Um, but in Season of Defiance, when Lightfall drops, they're adding, adding Countdown back into the game and a version of Countdown Rush, a respawn variant, not that one, where players must detonate and defuse both bombs on the map before the round ends. And because I know Night Demon in his brain is going, Parody, what's Countdown? You may know it as Search and Destroy. It's another game we can't quite put our finger on, but there are two bomb sites where a team is made up of attackers and defenders. The attackers need to plant a bomb. The defenders need to not let them set up the bomb. That's it. And the respawn variety will be quicker and faster and have revives and they're going to play around with it. They also did remember Crucible Labs exists. And they're going to run another series of things tentatively called Checkmate Control, which will require your smarts and skills. Where they're going to adjust things like the weapon damage, your ability uptime, and ammo. They're also sticking to their Crucible Maps plan of having one new map and two old returning maps come back to the game. So Meltdown will be coming with the Season of the Deep the new Vex network map in Season 22, and the return of Citadel in our last season before the final shape. So Meltdown and Citadel return, and the new Vex network map is in Season 22, smushed in the middle like a delicious sandwich. Matchmaking is still a work in progress. They don't quite feel they have the trade-off between fair matches and good connections, and they would really like to get the dynamic skill range in the game to allow for all players of skill levels to get consistently both high-quality connections and, you know, good-quality opponents. And they also want to look at lobby balancing, just trying to actually, you know, balance lobbies versus turning it into whoever has the best player on their team wins out of the group of 12. They're also, you know, working on upgrading the meta systems to encourage more people to play PvP, give people a reason to go in there, other than getting drugged in through Iron Banner and then never setting foot in there again. So they're thinking of this like the Iron Banner, Iron Banner re <clears throat> So think of this like the Iron Banner revamp, our recent increases of the Iron Banner reputation and commitment to having three Iron Banners this season. That should make Night Demon happy. And we should be getting three Iron Banners through all of Lightfall if they have their way. And they're also looking at the rewards and matchmaking structures of Trials and trying to push more updates to that mode for this year of Lightfall in order to basically, you know, keep people playing Trials. Competitive, they mentioned, long enough to say uh, they want to increase the speed which players can climb the rank and you sort of have it, have it put them at the rank where they need to be, not too high, not too low, 
and just uh, make sure it's clear when you lose or, or win rank points, you know, what you did to earn or lose those rank points. <clears throat> We're getting an exotic mission rotator. So all those lovely exotic missions, you know, that we moan about them going, oh, this was a lovely mission. I really enjoyed Presage. I really enjoyed Operation Seraph Shield. And now it's gone forever. Oh, I missed it that season. I couldn't play or, you know, I'd like it to come back. Well, guess what? It's coming back. So in season 22, so not with a drop of Lightfall, but two seasons in, it's going to come back with the exotic missions from season 13, 16, and 19, with his, which is Presage, Vox Obscura, and this season's Operation Seraph Shield. And with, if, with that framework implemented, they hope to expand that in the future and bring more exotic missions back, you know, rotator style, like they do the raids and the dungeons, <clears throat> raids and dungeons today. And another thing they want to touch is, you know, strikes. So Gator can't just, you know, solo his way through strikes for bounties. They want to touch PVE and touch the strikes. Whoa, whoa, First off, what? oh yeah, they, 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 Tom, Tom told me exactly. He, he said, he said, Gator, we need to, we need to look at Lake of Shadows and the arms dealer strike. Because both of these activities have had their objectives and encounters reimagined and upgraded to match the current engagement levels. Such as light, you know, so it's looking at light blade and proving ground sort of as the model for that. They're also looking at taking um, Exodus Crash and the Inverted Spire sort of not out of rotation, but sort of, you know, turning it down so you should see it less often. So it'll still be in the Vanguard Op playlist, but you should see it less, less often. And they're being taken out of the Nightfall rotations. Now, there are th the three strikes will still be available to, to directly launch, but you won't see them nearly as often, and they won't be the Grandmasters or Nightfalls. But they are instead going to upgrade Battlegrounds to integrate with Vanguard Ops. So with, with Lightfall, Season 16 and 19 Battlegrounds, the ones from the War Table and the current ones, are coming to the Vanguard Ops playlist, because they really like the fast enemy-filled chaos of Battlegrounds, so they're also adding a selection of Battlegrounds as Nightfalls. So your Mars Heist Battleground is going to be part of your Nightfall rotation in Season of Defiance. And then the first Season of Defiance will also have the first <clears throat> Nightfall rotation, where four out of the six Nightfalls will be new or refreshed content coming to the GMs for the first time. And also, your match game goes away. So that should help address some of the complaints of, why am I doing the same GMs for the same things over and over again? And then finally, looking out further into Lightfall, they want to look at um, pushing more rewards into the ritual content and more options to engage with the ritual content, moving the initial source of obtaining exotic armor away from Lost Sectors and back into the core ritual playlist. That's exciting. No more asking players to earn all three ritual pursuit ornaments in seasonal challenges. They know nobody earns the Gambit ones anyway and allowing players to earn more new rewards and complete their weekly challenges by playing content of their choice, not just the newest seasonal activity playlist. So that is how we've enriched all of the content. Give us all of the thoughts. Yeah, let's hear it. Who has thoughts on this? I see Night Demon. Night Demon, what's up? I want Gator to go first because this is hitting him right in his home right here. I mean... Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> I, I had mixed feelings on this. I love that they're bringing Battlegrounds into the Nightfalls. That'll shake things up a little bit. Uh, trying to get that, well, I don't know if they're going to put in the Grandmasters. Did they say Grandmasters too? Well, if it's going in Nightfalls, it's going to be Grandmasters. It'll be Grandmasters, well. so that'll, that'll create more more things to do in the Conqueror Seal, right? Uh, I mean, 
you go ahead first, Night Demon. Let me think about this. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I I'm directing the train I, here. It's a lot of stuff I'm looking at right now. I do agree with you that it's nice to actually get, instead of the same six Nightfalls that we get like one season mm-hmm. and then we get a different set the next season, then we go back to the other set, maybe one or two different, and then go back again. It's like just, yeah, I think a lot of people have asked for the Battlegrounds to come into nightfall rotations because they're there you, you've made that content it's it's in the game why not include it you've you spent a lot of time and effort making it and i think some of the times it's the same with the exotic missions they spent a lot of time and effort building these into a season and then like we're finding with operation Serif shield i mean we kind of knew it that it was coming at the end of uh this uh, at the end of witch queen in season 19 but i, I don't think we we, we truly knew, knew it was going to go away until they actually went, oh, yes, it is going to go away because we clean out the helm every year. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that is such a shame because you, you make these exotic missions and we want to continue to play them, even though if we've got the exotic, it doesn't matter. You know, there's there's still some fun in there. So, yeah, it's um, I'm a bit disappointed. I mean, I, I always say, you know, I, I take the mickey out of parody for his gambit addiction. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gambit addiction. But I, I am a bit disappointed that they didn't even address it to say it's something that we are, you're going to, ha- you know, just a, a little line just saying that it's something that we're going to have to look at more deeply right. and and get people, you know, get more feedback on it because it, it's a game mode that is there and it it's one of the core pillars, which is a shame. You know, it was, one of, it was marketed as one of the core pillars of Destiny 2. We've got Gambit, we've got Strikes, and we've got uh, crucible and yeah it's it's that's just a shame that they haven't kind of addressed that and and the two maps i'm not 100 percent sure because they're just the the yeah the, the the maps that we've already had in destiny 2 it's not like they're destiny 1 maps that they've reprised it's destiny 2 maps yeah, the citadel exactly. is the one that was on the dreaming city Ugh, which was quite a large map isn't it so you have that huge outside area with the dome that you can kind of capture b in and then you've got the inner area and then behind that you've got the caves so there's like three routes that you could run and the other one was the mars map where it had like was a meltdown or meltdown Uh, yeah that was the 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 mars map i like uh, that i quite like that map yeah but i i I hated citadel it was a bottleneck (laughs) map it was a bottleneck map i don't know what they've done to kind of change that yeah i'm curious i'm curious though because that map was broken sometimes Mm. um Making sure everyone has their say here. Uh, Des, I think you chime. We want to chime in. Uh, initial thoughts and reactions to everything that has been said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Exotic missions is coming back. I like that. Yes. Please. I would freaking rerun Presage just to like. Wasn't that their? Yeah. Isn't that kind of their best content? I mean, those little side missions like that, those special missions. It usually is, yes. Like be surprised. Like I've fallen in love with practically all of them. Like when Whisper came out, you know, some people, uh, or you know, certain individuals not a platform capable, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, may not have enjoyed it. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best platformer in all of Destiny, but by God, just the just the movement tech like you had to really use just to get through was just fantastic and it caused you to think differently about the environment uh, presage 
was almost was almost a mini horror game in Destiny. And I absolutely loved yeah. the environment and the feel of it. Damn timer. Um, that's, Damn timer. Mm, uh, that's Presage is a mission I felt so strongly about. I worked on it until I sold it. Oh, um, I, I love Pre- I was talking about Whisper. You mentioned Whisper. God, that damn timer, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was awful, but I mean, uh, <laughs> true. And it was probably the best use of uh, Risk Runner. Yeah. Arc SMG. Yeah. Well, at the end, you had to clean stuff out quickly, or otherwise you run out of time. Yeah, but the uh, taken jets were actually arc damage, so Risk Runner would actually get mm-hmm. unlimited ammo and extra damage oh, <laughs> in the God, last room. Yeah. So it was. How do that I was a fantastic remember, early strat. I can remember every room, and that that that's how mm-hmm. good content that was, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, they're all usually like fantastic and different. Um, mm-hmm. Even Vox Obscura, I love the tank section. It's it's all fantastic. So just the fact that we're, um, like I oh my god, the, the name escapes me because I'm dumb. Uh, I think it was nineteen. Yes, um, mentioned like there's people or somebody in. The, sorry. But um, there's people that run those missions without like reward, just because of how fun they are. And bringing battlegrounds into strike playlist. I mean, sure, it's seasonal content. And they told us seasonal content will go away, but these battlegrounds, they did it with the first wave of battlegrounds. They just fit, like just that different pacing, just that slightly different pacing within the same like strike time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they made one of them a strike. They made one of them a strike. Yeah. So. And, yeah, so I, mean, I just love the fact that they're adding more Battlegrounds to make the Strike playlist, or, sorry, the Vanguard Ops playlist, just feel capable of feeling different from, you know, bit to bit. You know, mm-hmm. again, I got you. with Crucible, the human element will always make almost every game feel a little different. Every because time. not everyone... Exactly. Is even if you're able to predict people, you're not able to perfectly predict people every single time. So you're always getting surprised. You're always learning things. So giving that capability of randomness into the Vanguard Ops playlist is just... That and the difficulty will probably breathe, hopefully, a new life into that playlist. Right. All yeah. right, uh, Hazel. Damn, man. Ouch. I mean, I mean, Hazel, it's your turn next. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right. I'll take that second one. I'll edit that out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, again, something else targeted just at, like, players like myself, you know, exotic mission rotator. And, Des, did you notice the, with this framework implemented, we hope to use this rotator in the future to continue to bring back some of Destiny 2's most classic missions back into the fold, i.e., like, zero-hour and whisper i i can't wait right they will be fantastic because they still haven't implemented uh or have they implemented outbreaks catalyst without yeah the mission yeah Yeah, it's already out there okay 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 i wasn't entirely sure uh, because i remember them okay so yeah never mind um because i figured if they're going to do that they would need to but yeah whatever you know what i would love to see them do too I'm sorry to say this, so I'll say this now, and anybody who listens to this, um, I would say do this now. Um, I hope they take the exotic weapons from Xur and they put them back into the rotator. Yeah, just think about that. That's, that's sure. the about DMT and Hawkmoon, or yeah. all of them? 
Oh yeah, Hawkmoon too. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, Hawkmoon mission. Take that one out too. Like, I mean, and I think um, Outbreak is in there too. I believe. Yeah, Outbreak was a zero hour. Yeah. So, I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, I, that's pinky in the air, elitist Hazel talking right there. So, no, I think, no. I think you are right, Hazel. I think yeah. the, where they said, I think it was a couple of weeks back, they said that they were going to put the DMT and the Hawkmoon back in the games and make them craftable. Do you remember this? They they did say mm-hmm. that it was going to be something that. So, obviously, if they're putting those missions back into the game, that would be the place that you would go to go and get those things crafted. That just sounds amazing to me. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. So it's not just the missions come back, it's the missions come back and there's a reason for you to go in there and play it. Yeah. I think, I'm kind of on the fence with them being craftable, but yeah. Are you sure you're not just looking at some of these through rose-colored glasses, right? Because I remember these, right? And they're not bad. I'm not saying that they were bad, but usually you had a carrot at the end of the stick, right? You had an exotic or you had an exotic reroll, or you had something that you were trying to get, right? So that's what made them good, is because you knew at the end of this event you were going to get, you were going to get an exotic something or other, or you had the chance to get an exotic, right? Mm-hmm. And aside from that, I mean, I, are you? I mean, are we remembering these correctly? Or were they really that much fun? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm pulling up my dungeon report yes. right now for you. <laughs> They were memorable. And and about the platforms, we're talking about people that are going to be platform inclined or not so platform inclined, right? Coming in the season that all this is going to happen, we're going to be Spider-Manning across these huge premises, you know? So who needs to worry about platforms when you just tether across the caverns, you know? Um, Well, actually, no, that would actually make some whisper a little easier, but... I will say, by the time, as far as the carrot on the stick goes, by the time I had done, because I think some of my first three or four drops of DMT were pretty much everything I needed with stuff like fourth times the charm, vorpal, whatever else. There's a third one, I forget. Um, I had gotten those very early, so my want of soloing that mission came purely for my love of that mission than any carrot that uh, Bungie provided. That carrot was gone already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It was that what that intrinsic thing that you put on yourself to do. Because You just wanted to see the hunter hung in vines at the end. I know you. I main hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I've main hunter since, day, uh, since D1 beta. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Fluffy, do you have something you want to say? So I, I just want to give my perspective from someone who... I mean, when those missions were out there and available, that was way before I got into hard PvE content. You know, that was before Grandmasters for me. I never really messed with Nightfalls at all. Like, those were seasons that those came out. I was basically doing raids with my raid team and playing PvP and literally not touching story, not doing anything else PvP or PvE besides raids. Um, But both of those missions, my raid team buddies, you know, carried me through those missions and they're like super stressful but in a good way and so as someone who wasn't even big into pve at that time like 
I, I don't think it's just rose-colored glasses. I do think that there's something to be said about their approach to it. And, like, you know, that damn bot that chases you around, oh, you know, with, with, the, with the hallways being blocked yes. and trying to, like, slide into a little cubby, you know? <laughs> like stressful, man. Yeah, like, like literally. Oh, Trevor, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor, Trevor. yeah. yeah. Yo, he's legit scared, like, giving me jump scares more than once yeah. i remember that okay yeah all right i'm a little bit more on board now i forgot about trevor okay that was fun. i'm 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 getting on the train now all right uh hazel had one more thing he wanted to say yeah so um i just wanted to i guess pour out a little liquor for crucible because y'all get screwed i was gonna say that i love you though um but yeah crucible i I don't know. I think they're one step away from gambiting Crucible. I don't know. Uh, okay, you wanted my thoughts. So, uh, Kingsley, Kingsley, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. real quick on the Crucible thing. Uh-huh. I figured it'd be a good time to pop this in. Uh-huh. Um, Bungie, if you don't get Crucible in the good state by middle to end of this year, you might as well give up. There's only one more year left. And has it ever really been in a state where people have been happy? I'm always hearing complaints about Crucible. There's never enough maps, all these things. Sorry, and I'm really worried what, for you people like Crucible. I just don't know if we'll ever one get year there. Left, what are you going on about? Yeah, what, what, what does that mean? Destiny Forever. <laughs> it's only light and dark, dark saga that's disappearing. <laughs> what are you talking about? One the one later. year after that final shape. <laughs> yeah, and then we get more Destiny after that. It's probably going to be a different game. So, I didn't even sign the sign the long term lease. He's in, he, he's in here until until the heat death of the universe. He didn't sign the lease. He's sold his soul. Okay, even if Destiny does go on down. for ten more years, they still need to get it in place this year. They've had long enough time. Okay, that's Just, all. Sorry. Well, what would you do? I want to know what would you do to action, put it in its place. Action sack playlist from Halo. Destiny has been a silly game. Lean into the right. silliness. Right. Give us silliness. It's never going to be an esports competitive PvP pro gamer shooter. It never is going to be that. No, so but let's face it, the that's what it started out trying to be, didn't it? Right. They had it tournaments. Try. It was four v four. Totally. It, totally. It was, it was aimed at that, and I think that was the Activision influence of that. We want to make this an esports game. We want to compete in those arenas, mm-hmm. and then it, Bungie had to suddenly backtrack and go, "Oh, we we're now going to do this independently. We we don't want to do that. We just want to build it for the players. We want you know the space fantasies, and we're going to have to do it like this. And then that's kind of as we've learned over the years that they've had to kind of they've taken people out of the teams a lot of people have left a lot of new people have come in and it's just it's getting to the point where they've they've had to kind of just rebuild it from the ground up like they keep saying and i think that's the problem is that it's it takes time whereas before they 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 were working on destiny 2 for the majority of destiny 1 and they got to that stage and, and we got it and we were like nah this this isn't what you kind of promised Daz, you have something real quick? Mayhaps. I don't know. I, I still have a... I, don't, I still feel like Crucible can be easy for them to fix. Um, but how? I want to hear your opinion on how. Like, what would you change? I'm, you, I'm, you're you're I'm, a dev at Bungie. What would you change? Oh, I've got words. For one, I'm not a dev. For two, I don't have that kind of knowledge. For three, no. can I finish speaking? Thank you. But I I don't know. This is like entirely this, this the aspects that they're working on in Destiny tends to be the aspects that other games like Destiny that have come out have failed miserably and have died too. Uh, 
constant engaging PVE content has been things Division almost died over. Um, God, what was that other game? With the mech suits? Anthem. Anthem, thank you. Anthem struggled and eventually died for. Um, I mean, there's not really a Destiny-esque service as a game. Avengers. Mm -hmm. If it's not dead, it's dying. It's almost dead. It's dead. I mean, I mean, it might as well be. I haven't heard anything about that freaking game. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, everything that the service is a game that where they have failed are the things that Bungie are focusing on and have been focusing on for a very long time. And they still don't quite, they're still not quite there. But, I mean, on the opposite side, Look at what's still succeeding, like in uh, PvP games. Uh, you know, Call of Duty still succeeds. Mm-hmm. Still there, it's still kicking. Battlefield, mm-hmm. you know, despite <laughs> despite what some people may think, it might mm-hmm. still be kicking. It might be on a downtrend, but it's still kicking. I mean, good lord, Call of Duty's went through how many downtrends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still kicking. I feel like, just because of the nature of that, it's an easier fix, and it's something that they could focus on and they could fix. Just, I don't know, yeah, the harder work seems to be on getting exactly what they want from the PBE service. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel. Okay. Well, uh, I, Call of Duty, I've got I've got words on that, but I, I don't want to be here forever. Uh, I'll, I'll have to mention that on another show, but I'll just say that people know what they get with Call of Duty. It's very consistent. And there's a reason why they keep it consistent because that's why people play it. Um, okay, Fiery Crucible. I don't see anything in here about Crucible I get excited about. Uh, I'm going to speak for Fluffy here because we've been playing comp. By the way, Fluffy and I just got our glorious title. Congrats, Fluffy. I got mine last night. Mm-hmm. He got his this morning. Awesome. Uh, War Cry's on his way. He's uh, he's in gold. Uh, but uh, competitive is a mess. I We were playing competitive this whole season. And for the longest time, the way they were selling competitive Crucible is that it was ladder-based. You're going to play other people in gold or some kind of configuration based on who's in your party, like an average or something. No, it's straight-up skill-based matchmaking. What are we doing here, Bungie? There's nothing different about this. This is this – is, they've gone down a peg in, in competitive. I'm not going to belabor this point, but this is all lip service to me. We're going to make uh, player-versus-player matchmaking better. We got some new modes coming out. Checkmate control. All right. I'm open to look at that. Um, exotic mission rotator. I'm in. I love those stories. As long as there's something at the end of the end of the road that's going to be worth getting, like maybe a guaranteed exotic of something, maybe. I'm on that. Strikes. Strikes are DOA. No one cares about strikes anymore. And yeah, they're throwing some battlegrounds in there. I don't think that's going to be enough. I don't think it's going to be enough. So that's my opinion on the enriching the content segment of this state of the game. What the Let me, are you um, talking speak about? real quick. Sorry, on, go ahead, uh, Fluffy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, on PvP, just because, um, you know, it's, it's something I play a lot. Like, I'm 24 resets into Shaxx this mm-hmm. season. So I, I log my time in PvP. Um, I think I think we need to give credit to some good that they've done, which is the weapons ba- balancing. Like you yes. can go into Crucible with so many weapons. The I mean, is cool. oh, 
Yeah, I've seen Warcry go in with us with a pulse rifle and an auto rifle, and dude slays out. <laughs> he does, and he's playing PC lobbies with me, yes. and he's on on, on a PlayStation. And, I'm on controller as yeah. well. Yeah, so like there, I, I definitely think that in in that sense it is better. Um, okay. But yeah, okay. I agree. Like comp comp is <laughs> because it's not a rank ranked based. It's not like ladder it's a win based ladder and that win based ladder is messed with because bungie wants you to only win 50 percent of the time so it's so, so frustrating you are going to get matched up against harder opponents when you win too often i yep. mean we saw that last night last when we night. were playing yeah and and i'm like there's no way those guys are in gold like us there's no way and then and you and uh warcry chimed in and said well that's because it's skill based you're getting that 50 yeah. percent win loss rate i'm like okay so they're going to throw us one of these one of these crap games where it's not even close, like every 50%. That, that, why am I even playing? You know, I, how do I, I don't even know how good I am because they have this, some, some fixed 50% win loss rate built into it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to so, believe yeah. that. No, I, th I think, I think more maps would definitely be helpful. I think a big pain point is maps because everyone knows the maps that we have and we've been playing them for so long. And if you're someone like me who likes trials, like, you play the same map like a hundred or two hundred times on a weekend, like you right. know how to play it. Like you need that variety. Yeah. Um, so so there's there's potentials and things that they can do to make it better, but it is definitely better than it has been. I, I'll give you that so fluffy I will, because I'll give them that. you can bring just about anything in the crucible right now, and at least if you're halfway skilled with your shot, you can still make it work. But if compared to past times, I mean my god, I remember the days where what was it that uh 180 what was it 140 hand cannon i can't remember the name of it had the uh oh geez it's hard to remember stuff when you're doing stuff live but it was it was one of those hand cannons Luna's you had to, hell and not forgotten yes thank you luna's Howl. it would kick my ass every time i could never get away quick enough that thing killed so fast and if you didn't have that you were but all right um night demon well, anything uh, finishing for yeah i've got a question for you and fluffy basically are you guys looking at this from the perspective of do you play it sounds like you play a lot of crucible and you're coming at this 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 is your game mode this is your baby you you, you want to see more from bungie at giving you guys that spend your time in crucible whereas i think bungie are, are kind of looking at it from the perspective of the casual players that go in and just have fun and enjoy it like i've i've haven't seen anything this year that I haven't enjoyed in Crucible. I've I've enjoyed my Iron Banners. I've enjoyed going and playing Crucible. I haven't got the same amount of resets that Fluffy's got, mm -hmm. but I've I've got a considerable amount on my Crucible, and I've played a little bit of comp. I mean, just this season, it's been a bit of fun. Uh, you know, they've been around my skill level, but I'm I'm seeing it from a different perspective from where as much as sure. I play Crucible. Well, I mean, I, I think that's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Is that where you see players that that constantly spend their time in those uh, playlists, right. that it's a little bit different, isn't it? And it's a, and it's harder to kind of get that opinion across to the casual players. And I think that's what Bungie struggles with is the casual players against the hardcore. I think honestly, and I may be wrong here, but I really think that the core crucible developer part of Bungie is working on, on a multiplayer game after, after the last shape, I think it's coming. And I think they have a, maybe a shell of a team, no offense to Bungie, but I think they have a shell of a team just keeping it alive right now. And I don't mean to be so blue about Crucible because I, me and Fluffy, we'll both attest, we've had some great games, man, where it was a lot of fun playing comp. 
But just the process of getting to platinum was just, it was just frustrating. It felt like I was beating my head against the wall. Yeah, and but is that when, when it, you're good though, when you're on a good tear, when you're on a good streak, it is the best. It like, is the best. dude, the first the first two hours last night playing, like when when Spooks and I were playing before the show, mm-hmm. like if you are with your friends and doing well, it is so much fun. It is, and it, it's all about the company too. That makes a big difference. I was gonna say it solo. doesn't sound like the game mode is fun. It just sounds like you're having fun with your friends. It's the evergreen yeah. content, man. It's it's yeah, what, absolutely. Bungie will always have this content, but. I think they know that it's it's evergreen. It's not going to really change, and people are still going to play it. Uh, Native, you haven't said a lot tonight. What do you, what's your opinion on this, man? So on this one, like I, what I got to say is like I think it's more about the challenge, not just like uh, you know. Of course, playing with friends is great, but it's about the challenge that like like what you put yourself against, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I enjoy the most out of comp. So me, um, Matapaz, and um, monkey kill a monkey like we 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 all played prior to this to the podcast and both of us were in placements for uh uh i think it was adept whatever's after uh platinum we're, we're about to go to the next one but it was amazing and we just had so much fun and like we were just having a good time together and like we lost some won some lost some won some but we were it was all about the grind and that's the thing that i think a lot of people don't like remember is the grind of a, like a, a legit MMO, you know? And I think that is what the one thing that, that we don't remember. And I think that's the one thing that we need to go back to is the grind of an MMO. Okay. Okay. No, God, no. <laughs> so you're talking about like no. prestiging, like in call of duty, you climb all the way up the ladder, start over, then Reset. climb again and start over something like that. Like 10 times. In, talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the Call of Duty thing, yeah, of course. I mean, how how good was it when you felt when you hit that prestige? You know, like right now after oh, you hit when I was ten prestige and, and you got the gold there, border with the skull, no absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like right now in in Destiny, like once you hit that that platinum and you get your glorious title, which which is stupid easy, I feel to like to to attain. Like, what's next? There's nothing. There's no there no rewards. No nothing. That's like. True another rose i guess yeah, if you want yes, it yeah and, and i'm not a once a week yeah it's just it, there's nothing there to to sit there and entice you to continue to grind they need right. to add the cosmetic they need to add some kind of like emblem or something like well, that see that's this thing native i thought they were going to do that next season but they haven't mentioned anything about cosmetics. yeah i know I and they were going to do that next terrible season. <laughs> yes they were going to let us everyone just jump in and water's fine jump you know jump in and do that and then next season they're going to throw all the cool emblems and stuff even something just it. simple next to your name yeah, like just exactly. in in the in the competitive realm right. it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. like you know something that you carry around everywhere with you if you're doing strikes right. or like that like just even just in the competitive right. realm something that just shows like what you've accomplished i feel like that is mm-hmm. that's something worth grinding well, well i, mean, I cannot sorry go ahead well, I know I see uh, Sweaty Spooks wanted to say something here, too. I'm just looking at the clock, guys. I want to make sure Parody can get through the uh, state of the game. And I know Night Demon's on the clock. So, um, real quick, uh, Sweaty Spooks, did you have something you want to mention? I know that's your, right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. So on the topic of Crucible, just to backpack a little bit off of um, a little bit off of Fluffy and even just a little bit off of what Raider was saying, uh, it, 
I spend most of my time in Crucible, so my perspective is a little bit different than what I've been hearing from from like uh, you folks, for example. So I, whenever I'm in PvP, it isn't so much so that I am focused on how big of number can I produce. That is not my motivation whenever I'm in there. For me, it's about the journey and not the destination. But what does that mean? Well, it's an improvement mindset on individual performance and playing with intention. Um, it is my personal opinion that stats are not a reflection of skill but rather a reflection of time invested in the footprint of how those events uh, went. Mm -hmm. um, I'm of the personal opinion that skill is an individual's ability to resolve a problem quickly and efficiently with as little information as possible. What do I mean by that? You can have somebody who has very low numbers, doesn't play very often, but go into trials and slay. But then in that same match, you can have somebody who has 3,000 hours invested and goes into trials and gets stomped. Mm -hmm. So... The numbers are irrelevant when it comes to PvP. Of course, we want a big number. That's a, that is a part of the dopamine drive, of course. But, right. of course, there's the aspect that we had mentioned after the fact of loot incentive. So in Season 19, we had the Compre work, and that was newly introduced. And we know that the bungee way is we want to be able to watch it first and get some right. data collections. Right. So that way we can implement it. To, and, of course, yeah. we're looking at Season 20 coming with a new big expansion. So... The other thing to consider, how often is it that Bungie hasn't given us a little peek behind the curtain? If they haven't given us any peek behind the curtain, they must have their cards close. I And I think it does come point. back full circle to um, something that was mentioned earlier. I think it was Fluffy who had said, but there, or no, actually it was Kingsley. They got to nail it because, like, like I said, they're just keeping their cards close. We don't yeah. really know. We don't have the expectations. They haven't said anything. Right. But that being said, you know, it kind of leaves. It begs the question. So, what, what, what do they have? They've given yeah. us a little peek at this point in terms of some of the imagery and the artwork and the trailers and those aspects. But really, I think the best is yet to be seen. And um, We'll, of course, be coming back to this conversation. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, this is a conversation that can go on for a while. I, that's why I was afraid to mention something about it, because I know a lot of our PvP-ness people in here would... Did I say that? I mean, a lot of our PvP players in here, I know, would, would want to chime in, because we all have strong opinions on PvP. And let me, let me just say this. Getting my glorious title, I only played three hours a week. I played every Tuesday night with Fluffy and, War, and Warcry. So in the grand scheme of things, that really probably wasn't a lot of work. So... We'll leave it at that. Uh, Parody, I think we have one more topic on the state of the game to cover. I'm uh, putting it back in first gear. Let's go. And the only thing I want to say about all this conversation is all the things you all want in PvP, that goes triple for, for that game type, which we're not even going to mention because it's not even in this article. But we, we will mention in the article something maybe to, to show what you've done or to, you know, let people know what you're up to. Uh, maybe a commendation, perhaps, because we're, we're trying to connect our guardians. Yes. Trying to, we're take our guardians, put them next to other guardians, make them hold hands, a little slow dance in the crucible. It's perfect. So accommodations are an icebreaker. A simple way to say, thank you. I appreciate you. We had a good run. With accommodation systems, those with the highest level of guardian ranks will have proven to folks that they are constantly appreciated by others of the community. Sometimes it's because they're doing all the heavy lifting when organizing a large group of players like tonight. Sometimes it's because of the kind of people comfortable with speaking up and are always doing what they need to get done and help the group overcome that final obstacle in front of them. Also, Bungie wants us to talk to each other. It turns out, you know, if you're playing with people, maybe you want to talk to them. 
maybe maybe a little text chat, maybe a little uh, textual communication. They like the text chat because it's sort of a nice balance of retaining some anonymity and you can still have some communication going. This does not mean text chat will become required for Destiny 2. Not a requirement. They're still going to build a way where you can turn it off entirely and pretend it doesn't even exist. You will never be automatically added to a social text chat. It's just there as an option. And they also plan to build in things like, you know, letting you leave text, text chat string, text chat strings if things get out of hand or, you know, if you're getting abuse or whatever, you know, building some more controls and just making that whole system more robust. And then finally, the last, finally, the last piece that's going to be a little further down into the future is the fire team finder. You know, we have the hundred IO bot for fire team. We have LFG and, you know, everywhere these days. But, you know, Destiny is building their own LFG friend finder in, you know, fire team finder into the game. Um, they were hoping to launch it in, I think, in two seasons out with the new raid. But they're going to launch it three seasons out with the new dungeon. So, basically, they're saying it's getting close to done. But they understand if they're going to launch this thing, it has to be really good. It has to be something where they want you to be able to queue up from anywhere in the game to tag your post with keywords. Just look at what kind of group you're running for. Either let people just pop in and say, hey, join me automatically. We're going to go run some strikes or say, I want to approve or deny each person because I'm looking to get, you know, my six hunters together of the same subclass to go do a challenge. Or I need this exact group of people. Let me find that mix of characters. So they're looking to push it out in, I think, season 22, 23. And that's it. That's all Joe Blackburn has for us. Those are our four big, big pillars of uh, the state of the game and what we can expect in Lightfall, which is fast fast approaching and i'm just waiting for the giant gambit rework that they're just they're just yeah they're just quietly quietly gonna launch on us i mean strand it's green it's all gambit all gambit all the way down there's nothing mentioned about gambit i'm more a little worried but kingsley what do you think ma'am what's uh what do you think about this oh i don't have anything else to more say about this i'm just ready when you're ready for the next topic (laughs) well um i i i I, I like the accommodation. I'm just curious if there's going to be accommodation farming. You know, it, it, we're gamers, man. We're going to figure out the least, uh, the most accessible way to get this done. The thing that has the least resistance, you know. We're always going to find that that way of getting it done. And I'm just wondering how valuable this is going to be, this accommodation system. But, um, no, that's all I had to say on it. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the, the opt-in chat because I'll just switch it to opt-out every time. Um, well, Gator, not everybody's as antisocial as you. I am antisocial. I'm just saying I am, that. I, am I mean, you, you, do you need to toke up or something? Because you're, you're pretty negative <laughs> I know. tonight. I know. Man. You know what it was? I it's listened to chat. another podcast before uh, during the day today. Can, I, can so I say negative. what one it might be? Uh, they, no, I'm not going to mention <laughs> just it. Just kidding. Just kidding. But they were so negative. I was like, oh my god, I don't even want to play now. But I'm just. You know what? I think I listened to the same podcast. I think I think I know the one we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was you kind have of put in a bad. I was put in a bad mood. I, I want to hear. That. I want to. I want to hear this because <laughs> no, I'm like ahead. me. You brought it up. <laughs> me. I'm like rainbows and sunshine over here. I'm like the future's bright. Let's well, go. Someone, I, someone who got an early look at the at yeah, the, the lightfall yeah. really kind of <laughs> on it, and I was like, wow, what a what a buzzkill. Yeah, um, but he's coming from the perspective as a professional reviewer, exactly, and, and oh, not just God. as a Destiny player. That, that's that, not I always the case. A lot of reviewers Please like Witch Queen. Who, yeah, th- that's what I didn't yeah. understand. Is that it's Tassie. Witch Queen got it's not Tassie. It, 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 it's not Tassie. won an award, didn't it? 
Yeah. It well, sense. anyways, it won't matter until we get more reviewers. It's it's the overall con. You know, he got an early he got an early look at the Lightfall, uh, some of the first missions and stuff, and he was underwhelmed. So yeah, that's that what Tassie kinda, said too. No, yeah, no, I know, but it's not. It's well, not no, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. Tassie said the same thing, but the thing was though was that it was just how it was put together. It wasn't the yes. content, and it only they got said, a, they only got an early look too, just a small peek too. Yeah, Tassie just said that the content wasn't there. I mean, or the content was there, but just right. how it was presented wasn't. Okay. I mean, Cassie, who who actually takes what he says seriously? You know, when when was the last time he was right about anything in the game? He's you gotten know? a lot better though. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he's, 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 I'm not saying I only care about the aggregate of like what multiple people say, and if, well, true. so if it's two so far of the only ones that have seen it. Hey, I don't that's ever a little look concerning, at, but then you know we'll I see. I don't ever look at movie critics. I never look at their scores. I always look at the audience. So that's what really matters. Is what exactly, exactly. Okay. Wait, wait, but aren't you the person that literally cites off? Like critic scores, whenever you. I do. do <laughs> reference. No, I do. He only, he only does it when it benefits him. Okay, I don't bring that no, up. No, no, no. no, 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 that's I, what I'm saying. Like, no, I don't no, listen to reviews. Tomatoes. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to reviews. But you know, this movie has only a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So you know, it's not all whatever. Just like wait. No, yeah, no, no. He said he does listen to the to the people, and Rotten Tomatoes gives you the people's opinions too. It does that's what I look at? Yeah. But I do list the critics because sometimes sometimes you'll have it. Like I looked at a movie tonight. I had a um. Had a twenty percent critic score, but then the audience said seventy six percent, and it may be a Marvel movie that's coming out very soon, if not already out now. So I'm like, they don't like Marvel movies. I got to discount their score and go with what the audience thinks, because that's the people I want to hear from. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I need to do a I need to do a track break here. One second, guys. I'm flipping the tape over one. right now. I've got the bus in second gear now. I'm gonna pass. Uh, I'm gonna pass the wooden spoon over to Kingsley Mac, and we're gonna talk about the Vi that came out this week. So Kingsley, take it away, man. All right, this will be a shorter segment because um, there's no big script that goes with this, but it'll give us a lot more time to talk at the end what we all think. So I'll just kind of go over the points here, and I really kind of watched it a few times. The first time I watched it, I was a little preoccupied. It, it was earlier in the morning and checking over some emails at the same time and stuff like that. And it was really good. Don't get me wrong, but. Then I watched one or two videos. I watched a buy video, and then I rewatched it again. Caught so many more things. So hopefully some of these points will be interesting to you all. Okay. Okay, so we know that the um, the fleet, the ships are coming in. What it seems like is the witness is winning some kind of battle here, okay? Um, we don't know exactly everything that's going to happen, but it seems to be that at least we are losing some aspect of Earth and EDZ. It seems like Callus, um, there's a picture of also one of the pyramids is now on the EDZ. Kind of like the one we see, you know, um, in the in the uh, throne world for the uh, raid. And uh, that goes along with what they were showing us too with the seasonal side of the story. You know, we have the expansion and then we also have the season part and they said that we're rescuing people. We're fighting this battle on Earth. So it really seems to be in some aspect, obviously, that the witness has done something with the, the fleet and Callus. Of course, Callus is the disciple of the witness now. And the earth is in danger and we're trying to fight for it back or something. Yeah, we saw Callus as a disciple of the witness. It's really interesting. He seems to be like in some big, not coffin, but some box or something that they bring forward. And like he's been reshaped, uh, he can actually like 
you know, you think of him as like this big jelly thing, but he can actually walk around. He looks like somewhat trim for a large cabal. And it even says like basically um, my new state matches my inner beauty. And you see him in all this cool looking armor. And so the implication there is that, you know, as a disciple of the witness now, he maybe his body was somewhat changed or whatever. He has this ship called the Typhon Imperator. That's that big callous ship with like the picture of Callus's head on the back or the front or whatever you want to call that. Let's not get into that argument. And uh, that ship is, you know, you see in the cutscene, it's with all the pyramid ships, but then also you see it in, uh, you're going to see it as part of the area in the Lightfall campaign in the city of Neomuna. As an area, they even said you can go on the ship and explore it. So this Neil Muna is like this huge, huge area, of course, like any new area we get uh, when we have a good Destiny expansion DLC. There's going to be areas from like, they said like beach areas with like diamond sand that's blowing around to like the city area, to like the area where Callus's ship is. Get will love this. There's an arcade lost sector with arcade machines in there. Oh, yeah. I saw it. My favorite <laughs> lost sector now. Yep. There's a Puka Pond area. Uh, we'll know more about that later. And uh, a, lot of cool, a lot of cool areas. All right. They also showed us more information about the grapple with Strand. And they told us that it is taking a grenade slot. And at first it's like, oh, man. But it makes sense. Makes sense. Here's, here's what's cool about it. So I, I, I don't know if that means like we can put a different grenade in when we're doing our, our um, strand subclass instead of the grapple. But what we do know is when we want to do the grapple, it takes a grenade slot. But think of it this way. The way they described it is think of your body as being the grenade. What you're going to do is you throw the grapple out. And you can either, of course, grapple to midair or some object. But you can also grapple to enemies. So when you use it, you throw it on an enemy then that actually stuns the enemy, and then you finish with yeeting your body over, you grapple your body over, and you do a little melee damage when you hit the enemy. So your whole body's like becoming a grenade that jumps into the enemy. So I actually think that's pretty cool once I really realized all that, even though it's taking a grenade slot. Okay, a couple more things here, and I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, we learned about the uh, Cloud Striders. There's Rohan and Nimbus. Nimbus is the rookie one, and they're like these really cool... Fighters and defenders of the city. Although, what have they been defending, though? Because the, no one knew about this place. Maybe it's internal strife and factions, but... Uh, <laughs> I know we'll the answer to that. that, Kingsley. What's that? I know the answer to that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and tell. Jump in. Um, anybody who doesn't want, I guess, like a mini spoiler about what about it should, like, stop listening at this point. But um, I think it was Tassie asked across. Somebody asked Joe Blackburn about this during that whole thing that was going on and apparently he's fighting the vex or the oh, okay. cloud strides have been fighting the vex like the vex have been i guess in neomuna and that's the reason why the cloud so striders vex are, are the only ones that have known about it i yeah. guess okay. yeah okay Makes uh, sense. yep okay uh and then the tormentors and i have a little theory here too that goes along with this we keep seeing this lose the light and we know that well we're not losing our light classes long term because we know about like changes coming and stuff and some people speculate well maybe it'll be gone for certain parts of the campaign 
But here's how the tormentors work. They told us they have this dark harvest thing where they pick us up. It's almost like they're doing a finisher on us. And they're like squeezing us and sucking out our powers. Well, what if that's a thing where if you get caught in that, then you lose your light abilities for a couple minutes. And then you, if that was the subclass you were using, and then you can't, can't use it for a little bit. Just think about that. <laughs> okay, one last thing, and I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, they showed us a little bit more on guardian ranks and accommodations. I do have kind of a concern about guardian ranks. I think accommodations are going to be awesome, actually. But when they showed the guardian ranks, if you pause and look at that screenshot, mm -hmm. it really just looks like the triumph system. And they're saying, like, well, this is what you're supposed to run to prove you're a good player, and you can get to level 10 and everything. But they had stupid things on there, like purchase upgrades from the war table, get bow kills. I'm like, really? We have to do all this to be prove well, we're a level 10 yeah. guardian ranks person, and that means we're a good player? I think, I, I think I'm going to weigh more for accommodations than guardian ranks personally. Maybe but. maybe this is uh, maybe tying in Kingsley to the history of how, what you've played in the past, maybe. The past we'll seasons see, and stuff. But what yeah. they showed, what they showed so far, and I, I know this isn't everything, but uh, that's my little TLDR. Uh, okay. Discuss away. Any of those All points. right. It looks like Dez has been un unmuted here, so let's start with him. <laughs> yes, this is one of those things I've watched various times myself. It is nice, I will say. Um, uh, just to kind of, I guess, pivot on the point, um, Vex makes sense for them to defend against, considering the Vex invasion of the solar system started on uh, Europa. For those of those that remember the Deepstone Crypt lore, uh, yeah, the Vex's entry into the solar system started in Europa, which makes Neptune something of a viable target for them to continually go after. But I will say this Vidoc was super interesting and, like, just... Showing off those last little bits of strand uh, just before people can get their hands on it. So fantastic that you essentially become. Uh, what was that character? I think he's officially labeled Wrecking Ball called Hammond in Overwatch. Where you grapple onto a thing and become a cannonball. Cool things. Yeah. Yeah, it really seems like you're using your body to kind of like pull forward and then hit the enemy. Yeah, he was he was clinging on to a uh, sparrow in the in the in the uh, trailer where he was yes. in his body, slinging it past. Yes, the, that was pretty cool. And the fact that apparently objects can become anchor points is a very interesting perspective, and just adds like a whole new layer to potential like movement and getting around things if you're moving with the object you're connected to, or Weird. the person you're connected to. Like I don't know. A thunder crash titan going for you know point B with four hunters tethered on his butt, right? <laughs> thunder crash has been nerfed. That will be insane. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's Let's a sore subject. I'm sorry. It's a sore subject. Uh, who else? Hazel. Um, I just wanted to say that I thought that this Vidoc was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. Th it just. I mean, to me, there was no reason for it. I mean, they didn't talk about anything in the future. They just, there was it was nothing, all just kind of like more hype. The curtain. There was just more hype. I mean, it, it, the only thing that they're keeping from us right now is just the story part. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Thank God. I mean, you know, glad they haven't ruined that. But I, it just seemed really unnecessary to me. And that was kind of my thought going into it too. I'm like, well, what are they going to show us? What are they going to tell us? It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, I kind of well, it's like to a see... longer trailer. If trailers are unnecessary, also, it, it was it, pretty well, hype. I mean, it was, you know, it's a sixteen-minute trailer. I thought. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's still a hype train, one hundred percent. Plus, at the yeah. same time, they do. As far mm-hmm. as saying it's entirely unnecessary, I can't say I agree with, considering they do at least give the details of. Yeah, well, I guess the season. They do. Explain. Not really details, but yeah, they and give the details you... of the grapple. We didn't know the grenade yes. yet. Well, like I said, uh, it does finalize like the certain little things about Stranton that we were missing. But to be fair, that's trailer material, a hundred percent. Um, rather than, yeah, no, no, I can still agree that it's 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 hype fluff, right? Well, I mean, it, at least you had the fluff. teams. At least you had the teams assigned to those areas speaking up about it, what oh, they were trying to do. I'm, I'm also glad it took them a while. Uh, I forget his name, but the dev that's apparently still there, that yeah. is now infamous in the in mm-hmm. the Destiny community for the dude that makes the noises, mm-hmm. Dave Samuel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had him there. They explained like two or three different powers, and he didn't say anything. And I was worried for a minute. But then, like that last thing, he actually did his thing, and it's like, all right, cool. They they did it. They're, yep. they're aware. And, and it was the warlock one. I guess right. that's one they talked about the least. Hate to no. stoke this fire again. Tiny. But you were you were talking about how how they can use the tether, right? Um, what blew my mind is he's like, yeah. So you shoot an enemy, or, or hold on, how did it go? You tether through the air. You kill an enemy, he creates a ball, you tether to the ball, you grab the ball, you throw the ball, you tether to the ball as the ball is flying through the air, you catch the ball, you throw the ball down, it detonates their enemies, and then you do your crashing slam to finish off what's left. I was like, what? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you sound a little excited. Yeah, well, excited. yeah, I'm on the hype train. I can't, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. Everything... <sighs> the hunter can do i am on board with and i've always loved kunai with chain as a weapon archetype and when i saw that and initially i was disappointed because when they showed it the first time it looked like it was a one-off where he just spins it and you're done right but no he's like running and stab 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 spin stab 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 spin i was like dude that's that's an awesome roaming super that's gonna be broken right there you know so i'm i'm very much on the hype train right now for everything that i've seen for the hunters all right, I told you I had a question for Des, and this is my question. Looking at that trailer, there looked, there, you know, Callus is all in his new drip mm-hmm. coming out of his box. I'm reading the lore mm-hmm. book right now that they mailed us, the, the hardcover, and they're, I'm mm-hmm. reading, uh, I'm reading the um, the lore over where Callus's scribes are talking about this alternative world that never happens. Uh, like, God, what's the book called? I can't even think of it now. Of course, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, <laughs> it's all these scribes talking about how these the shadow of Earth killed killed the vanguard and all these inflated things it's like one of these countries has no clue what's going on outside of it um callus seems like a a buffoon to me and everyone is everyone's saying well callus isn't really scary well is he is he really supposed to be scary or is he more more the punchline no he's not a punchline at all well, he's, he's charismatic really what are you talking That's, about no his his entire shtick as an enemy is he's a mastermind type Really? He is not your brute force type. He is not your powerful type. He is not your he is not your juggernaut. He is not your uh apocalypse mm-hmm. for Marvel nerds out there. Um he is a hundred percent like the Lex Luthor. He is the dude okay. with no powers that does other things to get in the hero's way. The fact that they've 
I don't know about plan, but at least set up his lore in a way where he came to us to recruit us as shadows by putting on a game show on the Leviathan. Right. He did that purely just to mess with us. Hmm. He had no real intent of joining Guardians, of benefiting Guardians. He did it for his own amusement. amusement. His entire goal was to become a disciple of the darkness, which was hinted at mm-hmm. in his very early lore when he looked into the void and he said, I'm following you. That was from the, uh, but, that was from that extra mission. The Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was uh, what it was in the, it was in the lore readings from the, uh, the, where we got the, the, the dead man's tale. What was that mission? The presage. Well, it was in some of yeah, the lore readings. Just, of that. No, yeah, they they expanded on it in that, but that bit of lore was like D two vanilla launch collector's really? edition stuff. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. The fact that he went and uh, stared out into an empty spot in space and basically got a message from the universe. Yes, I read that. Was when they in, was when they introduced him back in D two. Yeah, it's like his um, attitude totally so, changed, and he was all about the end, end times. Exactly. And he's about the nothingness. He is about the final shape. Yeah. Uh, there we go. All yes. right. Yeah. That, I, that's what I was curious <laughs> about, because um, I'm reading this. So, yeah, it's this fascinating. is uh, Chronicon, yeah, so, by the way, is the book. Chronicon. Yeah. Chronicon? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so the fact that they're coming back for full circle to actually, yes, he is, like, with Presage. That he, yes, he was trying to contact the dark because he came to the dark and just the witness ignored him. And he's like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to be ignored. So he reached out and touched, went to touch upon the witness, um, which leads to the series now where he is now a disciple from his own force of will, essentially. Mm-hmm. So no, he's not a buffoon. He just... He just enjoys a good time, yeah? He likes to party. He likes to have a good time. <laughs> I saw in the trailer um, he was still holding his chalice. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, I mean, so no, he's he's still definitely like that Roman Emperor archetype. He's going to enjoy his good time. He's yeah. going to drink. He's going to be a, he's going to be an idiot at times, but mm-hmm. that is not uh, the type of person he should be considered. Gotcha. Um, and considering that was his personality and the fact that he was so missable, I guess, in terms of being big, scary, bad guy. And now he's all of a sudden big, scary, bad guy's right-hand man. <laughs> and actually, I'm not even convinced now. A lot of people are spe- – there's nothing spoiler. We don't know anything leaks. A lot of people are speculating the boss of the campaign might be Callus. I'm not even convinced of that now. I bet he might be around throughout this whole year. Really? See, that, was my next, that was my next question. And I think I know the answer to this, but I thought he might be the boss for the raid. No, no, he's definitely not going to be that. Sorry. What do you think he's going to be one of the? I'll take uh, a bet on that. But... Maybe it's going to be one of the. Maybe a new tormentor or something. Maybe a medium tormentor, or was it tormentor? I mean, it could, could be another disciple. Okay. Yeah, it could he, be another. He could be a mini boss well. before we get to the boss. Well, you know, I don't, you I don't know how a raid has lots of encounters. Yeah. He could be like the encounter before we get to okay. the witness. I thought we we're maybe going to get a real Leviathan raid. You know, we're actually going to fight the real Callus. <laughs> we're getting a different raid, <laughs> yeah. so it's not going to be Leviathan. <laughs> No, I would not be surprised if they wait for the actual physical confrontation of Catalyst until Final Shape. I wouldn't be entirely surprised. Um, and as far as Kings is saying that, yes, he has a new body, uh, considering the last we heard about Catalyst was his physical was body was... gelatinous blob. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like decomposing. Uh, yes, he yeah. definitely has a 
brand new body. So more than just drip, uh, he's been given the Captain America treatment. So yeah, and his hands, people are like, "That's armor." It's not armor. His hands and feet are made of gold. It's he's not wearing gold. They are gold. You yeah, know, he's dipped in gold. Yeah, at least his foot is. You know, I like feet. Yeah. So I mean, um, what I meant to say was uh, <laughs> Kingsley. Did you have another comment? No. Oh, shit. No, I don't have anything else. I'm but big mouth. I, yeah, the, um, it, it got me excited. I do want to. I guess we should have said this even earlier, but like something interesting. I one thing I totally agree with though with this um, uh, vid doc is that uh, kind of could be some more spoilers than we've ever had of anything. If you don't want to see like cut scenes and little things of how the story may go, mm-hmm. and so we really don't know. But yeah, if you were only semi listening and you to this podcast and if you didn't watch the vid doc yet and you want to go in blind just maybe don't watch it yeah, yeah. and also uh as far as the question i saw in chat uh from his highness prince uh business business anyway um asking the role of what callus is playing if he's not the boss callus is potentially an antagonist mm-hmm. um much like as the the, the anti-hero maybe oh no no the name, the, name, the, name, the witness much like the witnesses played during, okay. uh, like season of arrivals like or just, yeah, like just, you know, Rolk was the boss. Witnesses was the antagonist who were setting things into motion. Mm-hmm. That could be the role. He might just be a more plot-related role rather than something we actually yes. fight towards right now. Wouldn't, like I said, wouldn't surprise me in this instant. Okay, yeah, I meant to say thanks for clarifying that because I. I'm reading this lore book. It's fascinating, man. I, I'm starting to get into lore. I know, yeah. Lore is fun as hell. It's like that next the step. Fact, yeah, like, I'm upset probably, what, Kingsley, like, a year ago, at least, like, with some, some of the th- things they're doing in the season. They are, like, reconnecting dots that have yes. been less, left loose for years, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Especially if you're not into lore right now, now might be, like, a fantastic time to get into it because there are so much fewer loose threads than there used to be like things are connecting and it's fantastic and so here's so here's my question sorry respond for a second if you look at the lore and you've seen ishtar collective and you're like oh there's lots of words there and lots of things (laughs) if you're looking at that and your eyes just sort of glaze over how would you like what would your you know like baby's first foray into lore be like if you're like i play this game i want to know why i'm shooting these people in the face and who they are what would be your advice for someone who's like, I want to know more, you know, um, guarantee citizenship. Do you want yeah, to know more? That, I do. Where would I go? <laughs> Thank you for the Starship Troopers reference. Um, but no, um, it's like uh, a lot of people I talk to on Discord probably be remiss uh, if I don't mention, of course, find a buy video, listen to it, blah, this, blah, that, whatever. Um, me personally, I do go on to Ishtar Collective. If there is something I want to know, here's the thing. It all starts on what you're most interested in. Um, The thing that got me into Destiny lore back in D1 beta was the story of Last Word and Thorn. Of course, it was easier then. I didn't need Ishtar Collective. We just had Grimoire cards. But collecting those cards and reading them, um, go to Ishtar Collective. They have a fantastic search option. Go into their search. Whatever subject you want to read about, search it. Whether it be Dredged in Yore, whether it be Shin Malfur, whether it be Callus, whether it be The Witness, 
whether it be the Black Garden, whether it be Vex, whatever, uh, Clovis Bray, whatever. Choose a subject, search it. You will be brought just tons of material with those people or potentially involving those people. So just consume. Consume what you will, consume what you can. And then, of course, come to the lovely Guardian Downcast or Guardian Hub or anywhere any other discord that has a lore channel and ask the lore nerds there absolutely because we are i definitely am a million percent happy to help guide steps on what to know or help connect dots that might be still be a little obscure yeah i see you but yes man. i appreciate you helping people with it i do oh no, that just it's it's still one of my generous loves um i joke around i have not been able to play this game in so long but I still know more than most people. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Anybody have any other input on the Vidoc? Well, I mean, the callous thing, right? Mm -hmm, right. My, my brother, my brother's been out since since uh, Forsaken, and he just started playing again, right? And um, he's all like, "So, you know, anything exciting coming up?" And I started talking about the Vidoc, and I was like, "Dude!" And you finally get to see Callus. He's yeah, like, "Who's Callus?" Yeah, well, no, he knows who it is, but he's all like, dude, we've already seen him. I was like, no, we've seen robots. We finally get to see him, right? And he just, I don't know, man. He kind of made me feel bad because, like, and then you guys are talking about Callus, like he's an idiot. I've always found him charismatic. He's always been a character I really enjoyed, especially when you look into the lore surrounding him when he started making his own lore about us, right? That was really awesome, you know, especially, like, when you when you really get into it, it's like the Guardian fed uh, the drifter, his own ghost, before shooting him in the face. I'm just like, what? You know, things like that all happened during because of Callus. Callus was writing these stories about what the Guardian did and what the Guardian was going to end up doing in the future and this and that and the other. And I thought that was all really cool. And now we get to see him in person and potentially engage with him face-to-face -face instead of through a robot. I'm really excited about that, and I feel like I'm the only one. You know, no, I'm I, I, the automatons. Yeah, I I'm getting more excited about. for sure. Yeah, I the Vidoc actually was good for that. Yeah, yeah, getting me more excited. I thought the Vidoc uh, was very much like the trailer. I thought it was a. I, I would have liked to have seen more behind the scenes, like you know when they have their their LAN or whatever their their Zoom calls and stuff together, or when they had group. The last Vidoc they showed a lot of like action stuff they were doing in like a garage and stuff. I just like seeing that kind of stuff, and the fact that it didn't really show much of that. It was mainly just uh, the teams that were talking about their part of the game. That was nice to hear, but um, I was a little disappointed in the Vidoc. But, hey, I'm at least glad we got one this year. Me and Hazel have been talking about this for a couple shows now. You know, where's the Vidoc? Is there a Vidoc coming? Yeah, so, um, all right. No one else has anything else to say. That means it's time for this week at Bungie. All right, Hazel, one week until Destiny 2 Lightfall. What's going on in the TWAB this week? All right. I just want to make a quick apology to the uh, Two Titans and a Hunter uh, community because uh, this TWAB will not be as in-depth as You are not allowed to say it. I'm not? Oh, okay. I'll let it be a surprise then. I'll let it no, that no, out. No, no. You know, the, the stuff's broken thing. Don't oh, I'm say not? That. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. He's gonna do it anyway. Fine. Do it. I'm, I'm still waiting for Gator to count you in. 
No, I, I already did. Counting. No, I didn't. I just, I just hit record and said, "All right, let's go." Yeah, yeah, that's how we do things. Mm-hmm. Just like he edits out stuff like yep, that. Exactly. Pro editor. So, yes, exactly. All right. So, uh, this week at Bungie. Uh, they give a, a neat little TLDR for last week's TWAB and a little link to it. That's pretty nifty now uh, for anybody who doesn't keep up on it and things like that. Uh, and then this week, they give a, a little summary about what's upcoming. So they do the Journey Through Darkness first, which we've already talked about with Kingsley. We've got Lightfall in the year ahead, which lovely parody already talked about. And then we have the Season 19 ending cinematic. But uh, before that, though, the Bungie also snuck out a uh, enhancing weapon crafting uh, little blurb thing here. And uh, with that, uh, they basically just go into a little bit of more detail about what's going away, what's changing regarding deep sight resonance, resonant elements, enhanced raid adept weapons, uh, things like that. And then also um, what you can craft in season 20. So like seasonal weapons, Neomuna weapons base raid weapons, and a handful of other weapons that don't have direct comparisons to the Witch Queen sources. So, interesting stuff there. If you want to check that out, you can always go to that link and read it. Uh, And then also in Season 21 and going forward, the following will be craftable. Seasonal weapons and raid reprised weapons. Okay. Destiny 2 and SteelSeries are doing a thing again. Congratulations to them. All right. Now, for the meat of it, the Season 19 finale cinematic. What all did you think about this? I see Raven is already, like, primed and ready to go. (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, nothing happened. He just just butted in front of everyone. He just pushed himself right on. I I am ready. He unmuted from the minute I started. He did. He did. (laughs) Go ahead, Raven. (laughs) All right. What you Um, got, No, I... I am 100%. I, I know I'm muted. I'm kind of breaking the rule, but uh, I, I'm here. I'm, I am I don't want to go first. I want to kind of, <laughs> you know, okay. um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm not to talk afraid about to go this. first. Did you give enough to slot? Shoot. Well, no, oh. actually, I, I'm, I've got the <laughs> don't make me hit you with the stick, the wooden spoon. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. I'm, I'm not afraid to. So you're going to reward me for bad behavior? All right. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay, you win. All right, uh, Gator, uh, you were next, I believe. Uh, my God, man. Uh, I guess the one thing that just kind of hit me in the feels was when the Traveler stopped, and it was the exact image that I've seen since Destiny 1, where it's just outside the atmosphere of Earth. Oh, my God, that, that, that blew me away. I was like, oh, my God. It's almost like they play in this game for 10 years. Imagine that. Um. Gosh. I, I, I still want to know why the hell Crow walked out there and un- unveiled his hood. Dude, what? He's, he's a character, man. Yeah, but I want to know why he knew in advance that the. It's no, like it was, was everybody first. was doing that. Yeah, everybody okay, was. but it's they 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 panned to him first. I don't understand why they did that. Maybe You're they were reading to, too much into it. Because he's a loner. Everybody else is hanging out together. He's over there by himself. Well, he's I know, loner, I know. Right? I heard that Crow is as like heard stuff in his head, like had images and. Everyone thought he was going to be the next speaker because he got voices in his head or visions really? or something. Yeah, I mean, it's the bad. hunters have to be represented. I'm slacking. I did not know that. Holy moly! Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's been talked about throughout all the seasons and the prior seasons. I don't know if there's any lore about it, but 
I know he's that actually. Was, Go ahead, that was the entire Hawkmoon mission. Yep, exactly. It was a vision. It was like a vision quest for Crow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have turned on the volume for that mission, huh? Uh, you might have turned on the, the dialogue on that one. Another one nice. Responds. He was probably straight well, up. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, what can I say, man? I mean, I'll let someone else talk here. All right, respawn. Yeah. No, Um. like, first, when I saw the Traveler taking off, right, I was like, no. No, is he really bouncing out on us or whatever? And then, like, the Rasputin, he starts to arm all his weapons and things like that. And then once Rasputin was disarmed, it kind of made me feel like the Traveler was giving humanity one last test. It's like, if you shoot me, mm-hmm. I'm leaving you, and the darkness can have you, right? But when the mm-hmm. weapons blew up instead of firing on him, and or it, sorry, instead of firing on it, and then it stayed, I was like... Dude, like my heart went from I know I'm gonna sound like a pansy, but my heart went from racing to just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I just I didn't want him to leave, man. But it was it was really it was I would say it's the best cinematic in Destiny. I don't know about ever, because I've had some pretty good ones. Like Cade, Cade going out was top tier, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it's better than that, but it's it's definitely up there with that cinematic i mean it was it was beautifully beautifully done big fan just kiss nice raven yes uh excellent i i I chose well to wait um no the traveler a million percent was always going to leave um in fact that was an entire section of the speaker's lore is the fact that our current speaker that died left out one important facet that all the other speakers spoke. Uh, The Traveler will protect us, the Traveler will this, the Traveler will that. The Traveler will leave. Those were words our speaker left out, and he became the most popular speaker that even had a position of power in the last city. So imagine that. Um, So no, this is 100% full circle. Apparently, with Sabathun, like the fact that the Traveler still left or was going to leave uh, basically confirmed it was definitely the Traveler that took away Sabathun's ghost before any harm could come to it. Um, Somehow its plan was Sabathun. But without Sabathun, it was about to bounce yet again. Um, As far as the weapon arming, maybe I'm missing something, but that almost seemed like Aramis hijacking the Warsats to me no that's exactly what she did and the only yeah. way to stop her is for is for rasputin to die so that she don't yeah. ha- no longer had access to the code but i yeah, still exactly. think there we go yeah 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 okay okay so i didn't miss anything so yeah so yeah that entire thing just made entire sense because of course aramis is still the witness still knows how to pull aramis's strings um considering mm-hmm. she was guarded deeply by the whirlwind um, and I love the fact that the elixir, like those in the elixir quarter, are you know, oh, it's coming against the whirlwind. You know, this is a hundred percent concrete verification that the whirlwind was the Black Fleet, which is kind of a, still a teetering question throughout the history of Destiny, since we even knew that you know the Fallen had the whirlwind. 
was, was the darkness the whirlwind that they always spoke of? Uh, so I think this finally sets it into place, just in case there was any more question. Oh, wow. I never thought about that, because I thought it was just the whirlwind was when it left, the Traveler left. I took it from that perspective. I didn't think about that something else happened to make it leave. Yeah, I mean, it's been hunted by the Black Fleet. So it's either been, historically, it's either been the Black Fleet, which we didn't entirely know about, because we did know about Oryx hunting the Traveler. But then again, considering Oryx was practically a disciple of the Witness or Darkness or whatever, chances are he was rolling with the Black Fleet as well. Um, so there's that connection, like, still fi like finally solidified. Why it stopped, though? Like, sure, they said that it has nowhere to go, but it's ran before. Well, so, I, think, I don't know. I think it stopped because it was testing humanity. I think you know? it was. We I mean, failed, we failed with, with, um, with the hive chick you just mentioned. We failed with her because uh -huh. we killed her instead of listening to her, right? We wouldn't hear anything she had to say. We're just like, you're lying. You're always lying. You got to die. We killed her. He saves her, right? And now he's about to, he's, he acts like he's leaving to find out what the war sats are going to do. Are we going to fire upon him to keep him there? Sorry, it. I keep saying him. Sorry. Fire upon it to keep it there. Or will we pass the test and let it leave if it wants to leave, right? And the fact that we didn't fire upon it, I think, was its last test, and it decided to stay and help us fight the darkness. That's what yeah. I think. Same. I mean, that was I'm the impression still, I had. I'm still not 100% we mean a crap to the Traveler. So here's the <laughs> thing. It took one of our greatest enemies and turned it into a light bearer. Because that's what it wanted from the beginning. I was going to say, no, that that's, they it looked at the hive first. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. But like, here's the other thing, though, mm -hmm. is, I mean, now, okay, so the Traveler is on one side, and we all assume that it's the Witness is on the other side. And it's like they're playing chess, so they can see more of the board than we can. Oh, 100%, yes. So, I mean, Entirely. maybe that's why... I mean, they went with Sabathun with, you know, giving her the the light. Oh, no, there's there's a deeper plan there, 100%. Yeah. But I'm still not sure if we were, if we weren't just the gateway to that plan. Like, if mm -hmm. that plan is put on hold or is forked in a way that, you know, kind of sucks, do we still matter? Yeah. I mean, there is the potential... Because here's the thing, the here's another like outstanding question. This also confirms the traveler's awake. The traveler has its capabilities back. But yet there still doesn't seem to be an intrinsic connection between the ghosts and the traveler, though. Like there's been no change in that dynamic specifically. They've never had a connection. They've always just been a conduit for the light itself. The, the no. traveler's light flows through them to us to keep us immortal. That's because whenever the ghost first formed, the traveler went to sleep. And it stayed that way. And we, w had, we weren't given 100% confirmation. Like, sure, uh, it broke out of Gull's energy containment. Mm -hmm. Then it was able to heal. It gave us visions. But we still weren't a hundred percent certain. Like how, how back is it? But now we know, 
it's definitely back. But that dynamic still hasn't changed because, again, ghosts come from the Traveler. But there's still no special connection between the Do we know the if there travelers. ever was? I mean, the, the Fallen had light before us, right? No. Did the Travelers know? No. There has been no evidence of light bearers before us. Although Wait, the I thought that them facing us is because they had the light, lost it, and then right. they, the great machine yeah, yeah, they I had they had a golden age, and they lost it to the world. Man. So they never had light this whole time. I I, I thought that they used to be light bearers, and they yeah, never were. Dude, Aramis says the great machine will never leave someone again or not leave people again. They the traveler left them, and they've been yes. chasing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. That. No. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. The traveler well, has left never every. Had light. No. The traveler was there, but he never gave them light. Oh. No. No. No one has had command of the light like the guardians of Earth have. No one, as far as we know. There's been no existence of ghosts. There's been no connection to that. Uh, the closest thing to the light in lore was in Books of Sorrow when one of the civilizations created like the spire of light that was thus eaten by the hive and used as fuel yep. so you know yeah there's there's that um but no yeah traveler has touched civilizations and it has given civilizations fantastic golden ages but it's left every single one of them except us hmm. um where then it just, it decided to stay. It pushed back the Black Fleet, stopped the collapse, and the ghosts came out. Ghosts, the very few times that they've spoken about this in, in the game, the ghosts have never felt a connection to the Traveler. They don't know their purpose. They only know that they're to find the Guardian that's right for them, to bring them back. That's all they know, like 100%. True. They know like their hmm. purpose and they're connected to someone that they have to find. Because there was even like a touching, I think it was in, back in D1, where our ghost tells us like there's no connection there. Like a ghost connection is to us. That's right. I remember that. Mm -hmm. But that's always been during eras and periods where the traveler was asleep or damaged, or whatever. Yeah. But now that it's awake, there has been no update to that dynamic. So, I personally had thought before that maybe the Traveler being awake, ghosts would be able to communicate with it like more easily. They'd be able to converse, you know, maybe find, find out more of a purpose. But nothing like that has happened to you us. Do you think it's because we're wielding the dark now that 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 hasn't been updated, you know. No. By the time the traveler was awake, we're wielding dark now. You know what I mean? I I don't think so. I don't think so because its first instances of waking up was was back in D two vanilla with it breaking out of uh, Gaul's cage. Um, we were given visions of light back in Forsaken. Um, we. And even when the Hawkmoon mission happened, when we were gifted personally with the effigy of light that took the form of Hawkmoon, 
we had darkness then. But yet the Traveler still gifted us an effigy of light. I see. Hmm. So I don't think it looks down on us for wielding something more than what is given us. Yeah. Because again, the, the, the light's entire philosophy is cooperation. It, it's a rule, it's a paracausal force to get people to work together for a purpose. Like there's a benefit to actually coming together, you know, as a group, essentially. Whereas survival of the fittest for the darkness is just, you know, the easier thing to do and like the go-to. So we have a lot of like interesting like con concrete points, but still there's that one thing, like I said, that I'm thinking about. The fact that there's still, at least now, that like this could be something that comes up. I kind of hope it does at some point. Because it's just, it's like an interesting thing. Or if it's going to be like a loose thread, potentially. Um, considering one thing that they do say in the Vidoc is the fact that they are getting ready to show us more of the Destiny universe outside of the light and the darkness. Yeah, yeah but we don't know when that is exactly. But, I mean, I'm... After I'm Final Shade. See, well... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm anxious to see when that happens. But yeah, I mean, what I'm really looking forward to, or what I thought was kind of a missed opportunity in the finale, was I was expecting Ido to show up and try to talk to Aramis and talk her down. I thought that would have been like something really cool. I mean, but I don't know. Uh, sweaty, we'll go to you and then we'll move on with the twab. What you got? Well, it's actually funny that you were mentioning Aramis because, like, just while you guys were talking, I was just watching through it again, and I was like, huh, it's funny that they introduce Aramis here. So it just kind of leads me to wonder if they have, like, some sort of an intention with her story arc uh, leading into things. So I, I, I don't know, obviously. Yeah. I'm so just kind of like saying huh. she's going to be the raid boss. No, no, but she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna uh, give the body to the traveler so the ghost can resurrect Savathun again. <laughs> no, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be the next raid. Aramis is going to show up. She's going to merge with Tanix, and we're going to have to kill Tanix again. <laughs> oh Sold. God. Sold. <laughs> Please no. Please no. <laughs> okay. On that note, but another we're... thing that I found interesting about that yeah. one particular scene was like. While Aramis is on the computer and going through the utilities and the functionalities and knobs and twists and whatever else, the witness shows up on Aramis's screen. And Aramis kind of shows a moment of paranoia almost and like looks right. right behind her. So I'm like, hmm, I think that's significant somehow, but I don't really know how to play into that. Exactly. It's, it's almost timed in with, uh, with, me, with me stock's words. Yes. Even. Which it's almost like she heard him potentially. So that you know, that is a hundred percent like another very interesting point uh to take that perhaps Aramis won't be in the witnesses clutches, maybe, or maybe in you know, a different character arc. Who knows? Could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I just kinda noticed it. And I was like, Well, it's kind of funny that she's paranoid. That means not in favor of hmm, not sure yeah. how that how that's going to work is that just means enemy of my enemy so eventually are we going to become friends maybe i don't know well her thought. thing is her thing isn't about light or dark or or the store or, or the witness or anything her thing is about 
bringing Elixney back up, right? And she thinks Elixney deserved more than what they've been given. And her, her whole spiel is to bring them back up, right? Huh? I don't think she's siding with the darkness. She just wants Elixney to be top dogs again, you know? She does, 100%. But uh, the witness is currently bending her because one of the most tragic things in her, this, one of the most tragic things she remembers is the traveler leaving. Because she is one of the very few Elixney that have lived essentially through the whirlwind. Uh, she remembers seeing the traveler leap, Maurice. So that's something, you know, kind of unique and like a point to her. But the witness is currently using that to turn her, yes, let's make a. Yeah, let's make Elixney great again. Um, and turning that into, well, pretty much exactly as the witness told Aramis, let it feel your pain. Yeah. So it's, she's not in it, I don't think, specifically for the dark. She is definitely willing to go down avenues to make a fallen house great again just for the simple cause of she was in House Devils whenever the Devils used Splicer or used uh, Siva to try and just completely disconnect from anything Traveler-related. She did it herself with House Salvation. So I just think that's connections there just to try and erase the Traveler and bring the Elixir back up and the Witness is able to just tweak those dials. Because, you know, tragic villain. Yeah. That's a great segue to actually the season 20 ritual weapon. And um, <laughs> it's the not the holidays anymore, but we've got ornaments. So this is the ecliptic die staff, a void glaive, and it's glowy. And it looks hot. I think I'd sleep with this thing. I want okay, a red moving one. on. Sorry. I'm Sorry. getting that red one. Awkward moment. <laughs> I love you all. I'm safe, just upset. I saw place. it and I thought, I mean, yes, everybody knows I'm colorblind. Shut up. But I saw it and I thought it was blue, right? And I was like, yes, finally a primary glaive. And everyone's like, bro, that's void. I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> the they, they fooled me twice because we saw the, we saw the ice glaive in the Vidoc. And they're like, I'm like, yes, a primary. They're like, it's a heavy. Damn it. And I saw this. Yes, the primary. It's a void. What the hell, Bungie? Give me well, my primary glaive, man. Well, just wait, man, because I'm sure that they're going to end up making a, a glaive that's going to be either stasis or strand, and it's going to be in the kinetic slot. Yes, I need this in my life. Make it happen. Yeah, You and Monkey. Now I'm moving on because I don't want to have nightmares tonight. Okay, Boosted. Starting with Lightfall, we're changing how paid character boosts work. So I really don't want to go into this, but um, basically you have to complete Lightfall first. Uh, you do have a, or they do have a Lightfall character boost, but it appears when you hit the soft cap with one character, but have not completed Lightfall. And then for other characters, you can do that. It's a skip boost where basically once you have it completed, then you can go ahead and use that for the, your, your alt characters. So just play the so, game. 
I read this and I was like, oh, so they saw how much people hated unlocking stasis. So it's an opportunity to make money. This is this is so this sickens me. Uh, no. I would absolutely pay hard money today to unlock stasis. Yes. On my hunter on the chance I want to bring him out of the vault. Yes. My hunter is still and respawn. This is not attacking hunters as a race. This is just, I have time for one and a half characters, and he's the third character. That's just how life goes. But, like, there's literally beyond light quests I still need to do. Like, stasis is unlocked just barely. If I could, you know, I've done the work. I can do the work on two characters. I would be tempted to on my third character, because, you know, you know, again, it's a time and money thing. You either have the time or you have the money, or you have both or neither. You know, if you've got the money and not the time, there's a temptation there going... I want to play the thing. I want to do the thing. Let me do the thing without having to spend hours and hours grinding. If I could throw 20 bucks at the problem or 10 bucks at the problem, or, you know, again, I don't think they gave pricing, but if it's an option, it would be a temptation to go, we can save you a lot of mindless grinding through things that are very old that you don't want to do. Let me just do them and then go enjoy the thing that I've already done twice with my friends. Yeah. Uh, um, I do think that they are going to be changing stasis when this comes out. So it will be more like it is for, you know, the other light subclasses. Um, I mean, I think they even mentioned that they're, you know, they know that they screwed up with stasis and how basically that uh, I'm trying to think of the wording. They used it like when they, when you completed the beyond light campaign, they gave you a skeleton and then basically they let you fill it in once you finished playing the rest of the campaign or, you know, and then doing other stuff and things like that. But th this time they're not doing that. They're doing this as basically when you're done with the campaign, you're going to have a full strand kit. So uh, that's an interesting thought there. I'm hoping that they go back and they realize and they change it for stasis. Uh, Gator, you had a thought. This is unfortunately a trend I'm seeing more in gaming. I know, don't laugh. I, I know I just play Destiny. But I'm seeing it in more of because a lot of the gamers are aging now and have more disposable income available. And I think I think they're they're tying into the convenience model where we have the funds, we can pay for it. If if on my alt character right now, I would love to pay ten bucks just to get everything unlocked on stasis for one one character. That would ten dollars would be worth it to me because think of how many hours I'd have to put in to get all those fragments and, and aspects. And I just think, unfortunately, as much as it sickens me, I would, I would probably do this on stasis, but I'm not, I'm going to play all three characters on the campaign. Even if it, it's repetitive, I don't care. I'm still going to do it just to spite them. But uh, now, now correct me if I'm wrong here, Hazel. Didn't it say that if you did buy to open up the character for, for the, you'd have to play the campaign again, but you would not have the strand upgrades? Did I no, hear that? No, you correct? would get. You, you would get, get a strand. You okay. do get strand. Yes. Would, you won't get yeah. the rewards though. Right. So like you just say get you the did strand this, unlocked. Yeah. So say you did this for Witch Queen and you bought it and things like this, you wouldn't get the exotic at the end, basically, right. of doing legendary. I understand that part. Yeah. I just for Stasis was so painful, man. I I I, I just refused to go back and I mean it took me three seasons to get all three of my characters with Stasis on my primary account. I'm alt account, I'm not even looking at it. It's just I'm just not gonna have it. Unless they let us buy it from from uh, Ikora next season, I guess he'll just never have it. But 
unfortunately, a lot of gamers now have more disposable income, and a lot of people are willing to pay that ten bucks or even twenty bucks. Maybe that's pushing it to that's unlock. That's stupid, I, though. Just, they're, they're, they're getting money in the wrong place. Let me ask you this: Would you I know. pay ten bucks to get stasis, or would you pay ten bucks for an extra hundred slots in your vault? Right. And they're, well, I mean, <laughs> what else? They, what I'm saying is that that's it, right? The the biggest problem in the game is 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 vault space. So if if Bungie wants money, this is not the way to do it. Start charging people for extra vault space. That alone, right there, will fund the company for ten years. Dude, they can't do that, man. They added 100 slots or 150 slots this last time, and it broke all kinds of shit in the tower. It was like people were loading in. They had to make it so like only what like five people could be in the damn tower at the same time. Yeah. Come on, yeah, it's man. a technical problem more than anything else, but yeah. the, 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 the thought is there. I agree. I think this is totally fine. I, I hope what you're saying, um, Hazel, and I, I think they will change stasis because it's older. And just for free, they'll make some small change and not really tell us about it. So stasis will be easier to unlock on our alt characters. But since the Lightfall stuff is brand new, I'm totally fine with them charging $10 or whatever, some smaller amount to for people that want us their second and third character go through here and do this. And then down way down the road, then maybe they could make it a free boost instead of a paid boost or something. Yeah. Raven? It's entirely okay that they're doing this. It's entirely okay that this isn't even the first time they've done this. True. Character boosts were a thing in D1. I know someone here that paid were... for some spots in a uh, season pass. <clears throat> Don't want to mention names and shame anybody here, but yeah, yeah, this is different me. than that. What's your point? No, I'm just saying someone paid for <laughs> someone paid for yeah. like ten slots. Yeah. on the season yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah, I did. What's your so point? Did, so did you did. I was pointing to Hazel. Hazel did. I was pointing to Hazel. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for volunteering yeah. that, though, Des. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not ashamed with what I choose to spend my money on. Yeah, you will exactly. not shame me for what I buy or what I deem. <laughs> right, fine. You're supporting a company that you appreciate. I know going to shame you for that. Exactly. Except for, oh, except for, except for Gator Will. Wait, wait a minute. Everybody um, can shame me, though? What? Come on. <laughs> this is not fair. Why not? I, I'm muting. Anyway. But no, this is not the first time they've done it. And I did it in D1 uh, because I restarted my Warlock. Yeah, I remade my Warlock and then decided I didn't want to go through the work. So I paid for the character boost. Um, I wouldn't say it was it was more than ten, but it was less than twenty back then. So I don't know if that's going to reflect this current pricing or not, uh, because that was also, of course, during Activision's publishing, where who you know had a little more say so over the price tags. So there's a lot of like things to take into consideration. Um, but no, they've done it before. It wasn't a big deal then. Yeah. I don't think it should be a big deal now. Because yes, if you have if you don't have the time as was said, if you don't have the time but you have the money, go for it. If you don't have either, I feel bad for you, man. But I mean that's that's what it boils down to. Uh spend yeah. within your limit and don't be tempted to not, you know? I wasn't I wasn't shaming you, Des. It was just my <laughs> my only chance to shame Hazel because he's always doing it to me. I know, and then I made it backfire. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 you stepped in it there, Gator. Yeah. <laughs> Go. All right. So, um, but Destiny no, we'll Dad. Say, 
I will say I wasn't just taking it for you, Hazel. I have legitimately done that, and yeah, I yeah. really don't care. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I bought it during season of the, the whatever it was. I can't, uh, I can't remember why, but I was behind on something. I'll put in some silver on this. Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I wanted the I wanted the helmet uh, with the skull and that kind of thing, and I was just like, I'm like, this is a slog. I don't want to do this. I just need like you know like it was like 12 slots or something like that yeah. i was like all right i'll i'll do the 10 so and granted yeah, i got like... above 100 of course but i wanted the helmet and it the per, the progress was just slow yeah. i'm not gonna no, do yeah, 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 I get that. that so no, i get that because i think mine was more i had stayed away a little more away from destiny than i intended so oh. it was a little further away and it's like yeah i can just hit it hard and potentially get burnt out but I've got some cash. I can, you know, we'll throw some levels at it and I'll definitely get it and finish out for the season. So it'll all be good. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Just, just so people know, you don't have to justify it. If you can do it and that's... And you want to. You know, yeah. If mm-hmm. you're comfortable with it and it's not going to put you in a position, spend your money how you see fit. Don't exactly. let people like Gator shame you. What did I do? I was just shaming Hazel. I wasn't shaming you, Des. <laughs> Never mind. Exactly. All right. Player support report. This is the part where Night Demon can edit this next section out here. Um, AKA, affectionately referred to as. So, 24 hour downtime for Lightfall will be brought offline at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on February 27th. At that time, all ongoing activities will end. Players will be returned to the title screen, and preloading on all platforms will begin. And then you can log back in on the 28th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Regular reset time, a.k.a. All right. Bungie Rewards deadline. During the 24-hour downtime, uh, players will be unable to claim and purchase rewards. So do that before the down the reset so 9 a.m pacific on the 27th make sure you buy your stuff before then that's a monday folks monday 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 playstation preload ps4 and 5 players using the ps4 version of destiny 2 who are looking to preload should make sure that they have about approximately 80 gigs of space free to avoid any issues the old packages will be removed once Lightfall launches, during, uh, but during the 24-hour downtime, both versions will need to be in storage for the preload. That sucks to be you guys. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I said it. Missing marketing materials. Uh, click a link. Do the troubleshooting. That kind of thing. Known issues. Uh, investigating Weasel. Players receiving... Uh, lever penalties for comp playlists uh, may be unable to launch into the playlist once their penalty expires. VFX stuff, the push, uh, the objective and bounty does not progress. There you go. And, yeah, you know, the usual. All right. Gator, you're on mute. Uh, do you have a thought about this? Yeah, I'm muting locally, not through the thing. Um, so you're not following the rules that you that you set up. Here. No, no, no. I'm 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 the moderator. I'm the I'm the bus driver. I get special rules. Right. Uh, I I don't really have anything to add here. I mean, you pretty much covered it. I'm good. 
for once. Okay. I know. Gasp. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, yeah. Uh, I won't say what I was going to say, but all right. Movies, art, and stay crafty from Sam. All right. Thank you, Hazel. Well, that means we are going to get our questions from our live chat, and we will do that right after this. Num, num, I had something that I really wanted to say, but now I forgot it. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is the part of the show where we get our questions from our community, and we're going to our live chat tonight. And uh, our favorite mod, RNG Gator, has been collecting them throughout the show. And he'll pose them to the group, and you know how the rules go, guys. If you want to answer it, just unmute yourself. All right, RNG Gator, it's all yours, buddy. Okay. Uh, first question we have here is from Fluffy Fingers PvP. If a train is heading north at 80 miles per hour, while at the same time another train is heading south at 120 kilometers an hour, on the same track, how many bananas can I fit in my mouth? You asked this last year, Fluffy. I told you I don't know. As many as Fluffy Fingers PVE can also eat. The answer, the answer is, is 42. 10. 10. It's 42. Math is hard. There's no way that I asked this question before. <laughs> <laughs> You've asked one similar. I don't know, but I'd like to. I paid the, for the only sins of this. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Question from Kingsley Mac. How is Gator staying more quiet with this podcast than he ever can when Hazel is reading? I don't know. I, I just something about, I mean, Hazel says stuff and I just have to interject. I don't know. I just, I made, I made sure that I made a point to make sure everyone could talk tonight. And when you, when you have 10 people in the, in the chat and all want to talk, I have to follow the rules like everyone else. So yeah, we're good. He likes us better uh, than you, you, Hazel. I was about <laughs> to say. Just... That isn't Go what ahead. I said. Listen. Basically. Oh my God. See, this is how it works. <laughs> You you go over to your friend's house. Your parents tell you to be on your best behavior. That's sort of what this is. We're yeah. all we're all at our friend's house for a sleepover on our best behavior. I've I've had to exactly limit myself. Who behaves to, at a sleepover? I mean, I mean, as far as people know, as far as the edited version of this is to be very you know very well behaved. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> I have watched plenty of short three minute clips about sleepovers, and people do not <laughs> behave. <laughs> Uh, that's the wrong video, okay? So that's the wrong hub. You're on the wrong hub. I want to know what hub um, he is visiting. <laughs> but um, lore hub, lore hub. No, no, no. And 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 you know, there's also the fact that if somebody doesn't behave, like I don't know me, who loves to talk, then they forcefully mute me. So, <laughs> or or they just drown you out with music. Up. They just drown you out with music while you're having a rant. Or fade me out. Yeah. Ducks get involved. Who would do such a thing? So angry. I'm telling you. All right, RNG Gator, keep your train, keep the train going, man. All right, question from uh, Grackle from the Guardian Hub Discord: If the Guardian Hub had a physical hub, where would it be, and what would it be like? Most importantly, would there be free snacks? Um, hopefully not in Detroit. We don't want our hub there. Um, <laughs> love you, Rodimus. Um, where would our physical hub be? Maybe it's sends in sends there in WB. WV Virginia. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have an only sense channel too, right? I heard something about that. Oh yeah, but we're talking about a physical hub. Oh, gotcha. Mm. It's a physical, physical yeah. hub. Wherever you want to be, we are everywhere. Our physical hub is in your heart. <laughs> this sounds awkward. 
Right. Uh, it's, it's better in other places it could be. <laughs> John Peter. Shame sends not here. <laughs> right. All right. Next question from Moose. How do you think uh Bungo should implement in-game gambit like how trials is in-game crucible? Do you think Bungo should implement in-game gambit? Sorry. Really they tried bad. that before. It's called Gambit Prime, and now it's just regular Gambit. I like Gambit Prime. <laughs> I enjoy Gambit Prime. I enjoy Gambit. Y'all need to shut up. Um, <laughs> I mean, Gambit Prime was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I love the roles everyone was forced into. I loved it. I, everyone had. I love the armor that went with yes, the roles. Yes, dude. I oh have, my I have, god! I still have my um, Sentry uh, jersey because I, I guess I capped all that armor out and I, I could get the jersey. It took me a yeah. whole year to get it, but I finally did get it. And I wear it to bowling. It's the coolest thing, man. I, you know, it's I'm just shocked that they did not mention anything about Gambit, and that kind of worries me. They need to bring that armor back, man. I mean, they I mean, do. I've said it before, but when you wear the armor and it's maxed out, and you invade, and just your presence closes their 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 thing, that was amazing, amazing, dude. I mean, like that was the best idea they had in Bungie in a long time, and they took it away, and they never brought it back. They need to bring that back. Honestly, you want to spice up Gambit? Give me the armor back. Come on. Let me work towards that and Gambit again. Well, remember, I mentioned that they should bring the mods, put it in a mod form. Uh, if you want to be able to have, you know, be able to uh, dist- have more power or more resistance being the sentry, talk- taking out the blockers, why not put that in an armor mod? Just saying. Because fashion. Well, the snake was nice. <laughs> well, here's... You got it in transmog still. No one responded. Yeah, no, no, no. You have if the you tier have... one in transmog. The tier three where it really glowed and you really had that effect going on. You don't have that. You got the lowest tier in the that's, transmog. That's true. It sucks. No more glow. That's true. No, I dare say that's probably one of the best ideas I've ever heard Gator say. Gasp. One out of the ideas. I know, right? I, guess. I, know, <laughs> I, know. I mean, no, I mentioned I mean, this in last shows. I mentioned that it'd be I perfect mean, to put in an armor mod. You can only, use I mean, yeah, it, it actually would like just have Gambit mods that just mod, you know, and it, it's, you know, they say a blind squirrel catches a nut every once in a while, and that this is definitely gators. So like you're referring to me. <laughs> okay. I'm the squirrel. Gotcha. A broken yeah, clock yeah. is right twice a day. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I, I mean, you know, said something else. This Another this is just about me. This is just an unobjectively good idea. Throw special gambit stuff into mods. You know what, Des? Thank you. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I can find no fault with it. <laughs> Give it time. I'm speechless. This might be a Guardian Downcast history. <laughs> Mark the calendar, guys. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's, just, let's, let's end on that compliment. Go ahead, Gator. Next question. <laughs> All right. Let's question. Another question. That. Question from Triggered Prime. I'm looking to buy a new mattress. Do you have any recommendations? My son has All a right, kick-ass Casper message. It's really good. <laughs> I want to get one like he does. I uh, I highly suggest that you get a used futon, preferably from like a college area. Yeah, yeah, that that that'll that'll get you. Yeah. Should it come from an alley, or is that just an optional add-on? I mean, if you're rich, I guess you could get an alley sofa, but I mean, I was gonna not say all a race of us can afford bed. that. <laughs> <laughs> 
This dude over here flexing with a race car bed. You keep your rich ass over there. Go away. <laughs> I just wanted to welcome uh, Mr. Sin Media. Whoa, yeah, so excuse the qual- yeah, excuse the quality here real quick. I'm a Bluetooth. But I asked the same question in a private channel earlier because I am also shopping for a mattress. So I would like some legitimate responses to this. No. Well, <laughs> no, there's two people to ask you, like, what's your budget? Are you married? Do you and your wife have different sleep habits? I mean, there's there's too much to I go know. into that question, man. You I know, mean, seriously, that, yeah. like, legitimately, though, yeah, shopping for a mat, go to a mattress store. You got to try them all out. They, yeah, they're, they're still around. They still exist. I know, mm-hmm. you know, modern day and age, order from online and get it shipped to you. Go to a mattress store, lay on a few mattresses, find out what you like. And because nobody goes to a store, you get really good deals. My wife and I got the Tempur-Pedic that lifts your feet and your head with the base and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, we got that too. Uh, California king size uh, with the memory foam stuff and that cooling technology for like 2200 bucks, And it was down from 4500 you so, know? Yeah. Just yeah, bring, just so bring back the waterbed. You're gonna get good deals because nobody goes to go back to the waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> bring back the waterbed, please. I was raised on a waterbed. I love waterbeds. Yeah, oh, it's not a Cats or dogs, your children with sharp nails, or <laughs> yeah. Well, Gator, I was telling Sin, purple is very similar to waterbeds. So if you like that, yeah, actually, and I don't Seriously? like purple. Yeah, they're, I, yeah, they they're are not quite like waterbeds, obviously, because there's not water in it. Like but the color, like purple, squishy feel. Yeah, that's yeah, the brand yeah, purple. purple. The brand okay. name's purple, and they are purplish colored at times. But okay. yeah, they're they're kind of like that bouncy waterbed style. I'm I'm glad we're we answering the, these questions on a Destiny pillows. podcast. Yeah, we have the we have the purple <laughs> pillows at home, and they're they're really good. I'm I'm just giving the chat what they asked. I know, I know. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. Fair question. Now maybe Sin yeah. can get out of here with his background noise. Yeah, the people that <laughs> we, that I know that have those purple mattresses really seem to like them. So, oh, I don't like the mattress. I love the pillow though. But, there yeah. you go. My son has the yeah. Casper mattress, not the little thin thing they roll up and throw at you at the front door. He has like the full deep, full foam mattress, and I I laid on that and I was like, "Honey, you got to get one of these." Because I have I have arthritis in my back. I don't sleep well without taking a a painkiller or something. And I'm a, I'm on a Tempur Pedic, brand new Tempur Pedic, and I hate it. It's still too hard. I just I'm just saying. Well, hey, after all our since this is the mattress done, talk, we could know. do a mattress podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll do that afterwards, Kingsley. There we go. And, oh, and, sounds good. And, and dessert and yep. wands okay. and <laughs> all right, oh Gator. Please keep going. Are there more fluffy, questions for about talking about then, water beds for the rest of the night? <laughs> fluffy and them damn gifts. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. All right, stop it, Fluffy. Let's see. <laughs> Here's my here, <laughs> uh, His Highness Prince R Y Z N Y Z. Uh, the Vidoc showed Osiris using Strand. Does that mean he could also use Stasis in theory? Uh, at this point, time theoretically, yes. Okay. All right. Because uh, considering he has been given Darkness T, I would assume he has some kind of connection to Darkness. Potentially. Mm-hmm. So was theoretically, liquid hive lady. <laughs> well, I mean, it was distilled. It was distilled dead person, and dead person being Nezarak. So, yeah. Oh, Nezarak, my bad. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, he does have a potential connection to darkness, so it is theoretically possible. 
um, but also being he is Cyrus and probably well versed in things, he might not want to try and dig too deeply into it. But then again, it is still Osiris, so he might actually dig deep into it. Who knows? Well, just one of those things that'll have to develop. As a side note, in this Vidoc, did you notice that Osiris is physically aging now? Like, look at him now and compared to what he, he looked like a couple seasons ago. I guess because he's lost his light, he's he's actually aging now. And that caught me off guard that they they added that little detail to the Vidoc. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you see that little cross I mean, foot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is uh, hundreds of years old, so it's very potential that the without the paracausal connection to the light, he could have been in accelerated aging. Do you guys think uh, Saint Fourteen is gonna like trade up for like a newer model? Then, like, <laughs> I don't know. He still had a actually, You actually did remind me though. So, like, thanks for the joke. They did a most like a perfect thing. In that ending cutscene that showed them in a relationship that I thought came across way better than the freaking kiss that they forced in, just the fact that like Saint Fourteen like placed his hand like comforting in the small of like Osiris's back. Yep. Or my, it was a, like, yeah, I that saw that. A, well done. Yeah, yep. that was just such an, a subtle tone. It was a nice touch. But people, people in a relationship know that's a very like comforting act, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you don't have to necessarily be, you know, it's still a very comforting act and like very like symbolic gesture but i just thought it was like a half a second wasn't even the center of the thing and just came across so much better than taking away 30 seconds of a potential explanation just to throw in a kiss but yeah. anyway i digress and, and don't we have access to uh to to make him into an exo now i mean we, no. we've been all up in in orbit and everything like that in the satellite that has all the exos everywhere right can we just stick him in one? You mean the satellite that made the exos that then crashed onto Europa and was destroyed? We have one above Earth now. We have one above Earth. That's where we've been doing our missions, right? So, you know, why not? But uh, considering part of that is uh, sterilized darkness, or using darkness to sterilize Bex radial era. I don't foresee Guardian, like, it's potentially something Osiris could cho- choose to do, but I don't foresee it something that's exactly city-sanctioned, if you know what I mean. Oh, I hear you, but if it comes from... I mean, we went back in time to save Saint-14. I'm pretty sure he's wanted to do whatever it takes to stay with Saint. I mean, it's potential. I, I could see, like, you bring that up, but I could see Osiris potentially volunteering if he does fear his own mortality now, which... He could. Who knows? Who knows how Cyrus can has potential to be such an interesting character in such a very short amount of time. Damn. All right. I'll I'll, I'll digress there so we can move on. (laughs) Next question from His Highness Prince RYZ NYZ. Would Disciple Callus fit the profile of a warlock or a titan? Neither. <laughs> I like his hat. If we had to fit him into something, I'd say more Titan, I guess. I mean, he's... Well, just because he's big? He's got what big are you saying? Is this Kingsley? Have you wow. seen his wow. shoulder pads? He's got it's, shoulder pads that'll make the attitude. Titan blush, bro. It's the attitude. <laughs> it's the attitude. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no. no, I, guess, no yeah, I agree. It's, it's all the shoulder 
but yeah, he's he's neither. <laughs> he's literally talking through his mute. <clears throat> All right, question asked, question answered. All right, question from the Scarlet KM. Do you guys think that Aramis hesitated to give Anna time to save the traveler? Like when she stopped and looked at the door instead of uh, yeah. going on with what she was doing. I remember that. Was she actually listening, right? No, I think she was... That was us trying to get in through the mission. Right. I think she heard us out there. That's what it was. You think she has? Yeah. That's what I think. No, it wasn't her. It wasn't her hesitating. It was just like a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it definitely wasn't something she consciously did to give anything a chance. It's just something that happened that happened to give us a chance. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, a uh, question from His Highness Prince. If the heart, Hulk Moon is the effigy of light, what is the effigy of darkness? The ruinous effigy. Ooh. We got that during Season of Arrivals. It yes. was our gift. It was our gift from the darkness. It's a beautiful weapon. And here I was going to say it was Thorn. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was crafted <laughs> with hive magic. But, but no, our literal gift from the darkness, our effigy, which made the Traveler give us a gift of light uh, was Ruinous Effigy. So yes, we do have an effigy from the darkness and it is very literally named. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Question from Average D2 player. Any tenfold hat theories for Lightfall, no matter how far out there they are, could be that Rasputin is not dead. Aramis destroyed the Warsats, not Rasputin himself. Go nuts. The entire season is focused around Gambit. <laughs> That's a good tip. Wow. Nice. <laughs> you win. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we can top that. Yeah, gotcha. I can't. I can't. Destiny has Destiny has been a dream the whole time. Oh, we're gonna wake up and out of our bed. Oh crap! Yeah. (laughs) Destiny three. The end of light and darkness saga. We wake up. Yeah. This is It's a Stephen King fever dream, and he wakes up and starts (laughs) writing it. Exactly. (laughs) Oh god. All right. (laughs) <laughs> a question from Sweaty Spooks. Exactly how much would, would a Todd Gator chuck for a Elmer Fudd raid? I miss Elmer Fudd. I know he's been busy. He's he's slammed at work. He's plus he had to move. He's in another state yeah. now. So yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to gaming with him again. He sent me a little picture of his frozen beard while he was delivering. I thought that was cool. Nice. Yeah. It's a you know he still plays D and D, right? Yeah, I don't I don't play D and D. Never mind, man. He, last night he said that he's going to be coming back for Lightfall and he will be doing his raids again. So we can get in on that. Right. Man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Fluffy. Nice. Yeah. Definitely. I, I know. I'm excited. I'm like, yep. Let's it's do it's it. always fun when when uh when um uh Elmer Fudd joins up. And at the end of the at the end of the last segment of the raid, I'll always go I'll always say something like, you know what? I'm just glad we're all together. He'll say, Shut the hell up, Gator. It's like an ism with his. I love it. It's his way of telling me he might like me. I'm good. I like that guy. Sure. All right. Moving on. All right. 
Another question from Ralphie. Do you guys like seeing when I kill Hazel in a raid? Was it via shoulder charge? No. Ralph's probably a Titan. I don't know. I don't know what... No, he uh, killed me with his sparrow twice. Oh, that's a dirty <laughs> dog. Dirty dog. Yeah. It was glorious. My, my question is where? Uh, DSC. It's uh, doorways. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's classic. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've uh, killed many. I've killed no, many actually, people. It was in the first. Ways. It was in the first encounter, actually. Oh. Like yeah. Oh. That oh, too. that's patient. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. it's still easy, but yeah, you just kind of have to have some patience to carry your sparrow all the way there. Nicely mm-hmm. done. It's like I normally get them just before the door opens when we're waiting on other people. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's normally where I do my sparrow killing. And then pretend like it wasn't me. Wait, what? <laughs> Why are you still alive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question from Three Fingers. What would you like to see? Would you like to see a crossover with Destiny? I think Warhammer 40k would be cool. Agreed. That could be cool. Cyberpunk. No, go away. We're getting out with life all anyway. <laughs> kind of the vibe. Kind of, like, right? Oh. Yeah. Like bigger, yeah. Uh, Got to go with Fallout. <sighs> I can see it work. Wait, there's other games. <laughs> I uh, I, I definitely did. I, I definitely did make the comparison back in Rise of Iron that the uh, that expansion's weapons did look a lot like the pipe weapons from Fallout. We're just gonna I come heard. out of left field and say Ninja Gaiden. Ooh, that's good, man. I was gonna uh, say Paperboy. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we lost Blade Dance, but we did grab. We did get back special Blade. And we got Chinese stars too. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a question. So how many of y'all thought when the Vidoc showed us riding around our sparrow sparrow racing was coming back? I've given, I've, no, no. no. Why, why I was like, right. I made a joke with my son. I was like, oh, look, Spyro Racing. I've seen that Gator in a few, in a few discords, though. Like, that's, yeah. that's definitely something that people are trying to make happen. But if you guys notice, yeah. they're incorporating oh. Spyro Racing into activities, right? Like, we had Spyro Racing in the, in the, the raid that's gone where you're being chased by a giant sunball, right? And yeah. we have a dungeon right now where you have to race on your sparrow uh, and hit all those little lights in order to keep going. Otherwise, yeah. you run out of time and die. So it's not sparrow racing, but they're incorporating you go really fast on your sparrow or die into the game. And I enjoy that. I wouldn't mind more of that. I, I would love SRL to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would absolutely love SRL to come back. Uh, you can ask it. Yeah, I was I was the man. And grasp of avarice on that sparrow course. I clutched out many uh, progressions in that area when we first were running it. I I have a adoration for SRL, but even I have kind of given up on the ghost on asking for SRL. Let's bring back it's horns. Sad. Just give us our horns back. Yeah. That is also legitimately a thing that needs to happen. Gotta, they can make yeah. so much money selling freaking sparrow horns. Give me my freaking duck quack back. Yeah. I had hey, all those real horns, quick, man. Real quick, my answer to the question is Dead Space. Ooh. I, I want to see the game yeah. turn more yeah. horror. They did it in Fortnite. They brought skins, Dead Space skins into oh, Fortnite. Yeah. 
what what haven't they done in Fortnite? I was just about to say that you beat I mean, I'm just saying they did it this season, is all I'm saying. <laughs> like as soon as I see like Naruto and Goku, it's like, yeah, everything's gonna be in Fortnite. Like it just doesn't matter at this point in time. When you have John Wick doing Kamehameha's, I think you've gone too far. <laughs> All right, Gator. Let's keep it going. All right. Question for from Ralphie. How do you predict the light and dark saga will end? Everything's boned and gone. So we'll have to use... Uh, we'll essentially have to connect with awoken paracausal forces in order to keep doing space magic. So, basically, right, so we're going to lose our light. Is that what you're saying, Raven? We're going to lose everything. Everything but dark. The one, the okay, one yeah. paracausal, the one, the one potential paracausal. Well, actually, there's two uh, connections that we could gain without light and dark. Is indeed the distributary of the Awoken. Uh, wherever Mara and her Techians gain their paracausal capabilities that can interact with both light and dark. My theory is we'll have to connect to that or, you know, go the Ahamkara route, which for some reason is a little less interesting to me, but yeah. Okay, so you're wow. so you're not saying that it's gonna end with all rainbows and butterflies, that the traveler is <laughs> gonna win and, you know, that we'll just carry on and singing Kumbaya and stuff? Just ignore no, Hazel, I think... who wants the world to burn. No, because I think the traveler is going to be revealed to be a douchebag. You know, someone mentioned in the chat. Savathun's got to come back in. Yes. And if we're fighting against the darkness, we might need Savathun's help. And Savathun and the Hive team up with us for once to overcome the darkness, you know? No, but I, th I, I don't think it's going to be a straight cut thing. Because again, like they said, they do say it's going to be the end of light and dark. And uh, for some reason, I just get this entire feel that everything's going to go uh, because one thing that they definitely try to push is the fact that light does not equal good. Dark does not equal evil. They are philosophies. And I think what? we're probably going to find out that the traveler, Alpha Lupi, whatever might be controlling it, whatever is just as much of a douchebag as the witnesses. And we're probably just going to disconnect from everything. Everything is going to be gone and done with, and we're going to find a new source of power to explore whatever mysteries are left Final in the universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what about just the, the dividing line between light and dark just going away? You know, why can't that be a thing? Because right now we are saying that this is light and this is dark. But what if it all just becomes power? No light, no dark, just power. That exists. Yeah. I mean, something like that exists. The Awoken use it. They have some, like the Awoken has a thing that they're Techians, that Mara herself can travel to the Ascendant Plane. They, they can, she can hijack throne worlds, products of hive magic and darkness. She can hijack. She can feel out and do things with light. She contains a power that has no lines. It is just power. I thought she was hot before. Jesus, you're selling her really well, dude. I mean, <laughs> one of the best lines she ever said was back in lore. Uh, my father 
what was it? my my father was darkness my mother was starlight something like that it was a fantastic line but she's she's a product of both light and dark because she was caught legitimately in the middle of the collapse when light and dark met so she is they are paracausal without being tied to either of the paracausal entities that's why i think something's going to happen the light isn't going to be good it's all just going to uh, stalemate they're going to kill each other and the only thing left for us co to connect to will be a similar power that the awoken use so you're that's why i think that so you're saying it's going to go to the matrix blank white room oh god eh, sort no. of what that's no a, more the, matrix All right, guys, hear me out. Yeah, hear me yeah, out. Hear me out. <laughs> it's going to end with another DLC, a season pass, and some updates to the Crucible. <laughs> I believe everything except the Crucible. Everything. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. you lost me at Crucible, bro. The final shape, they delete Crucible. <laughs> game the final shape of the Destiny the game. The final shape is the Vanguard emblem. Right. <laughs> it was all a joke this whole time. We got you. <laughs> the uh the traveler's been uh being controlled by destiny, oh. the game Reddit this whole time. Um also oh, I did oh. get pinged by Moose asking about the nine. Uh the nine are not paracausal. Uh the nine I've said this many times before and it is like one of the craziest parts in Destiny lore ever. Uh the nine is sentient gravity. Not joking. So no, they are trying. The nine are only trying to amass power to disconnect themselves from the planets, because if the planets die, they die. So they're trying to exist without that. Uh, so no, they have no outstanding capabilities on their own. So you I don't just, think you just said the craziest thing I've ever heard what, in, in my life. Gravity? Yeah, not even yeah, in yeah. In in life, sentient gravity. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm bye, guys. Later. No, they're they're like dark fluid that got that got entangled into the uh, into like the gravity or orbit of gravity wells of the planets and uh, I believe sun of our solar system, and they just like their mass just kept looping and looping until they gained sentience. That is the nine. And I can't stress how much I'm not joking about that or making it up. It's in the lore. No, I'm not saying you're joking, <laughs> and I'm not saying you're making it up. That's what's crazy about it. Right. It's the idea of sentient gravity? Mm -hmm. What? That's the nine. They are sentient gravity. Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> My mind is, is broken. I'm done. It is by far the most nuts sci-fi idea I've ever read in my life. Um, but no, so... Yeah, I don't know what kind of role they could play, but uh, that, I mean, there's that. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, from Rolfie. Now that Lightfall is only two weeks away, or a little less than two weeks now, we're all a little nostalgic. What is your worst and best Destiny WoW moment from previous expansions? Oof. All right, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> that was sweet. I was actually waiting for somebody else for a change. Uh, 
nothing is ever going to top Cade going out, dude. I know I brought him up earlier, but that's because that's the most powerful thing that's ever happened to me in Destiny is when, when they killed Cade. And not just the fact that they killed him, right? Because that, 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 that always made me angry. It's not just the fact that they killed him. It was how he went out. I mean, you could not ask for a better way to go, you know? And then the scenes afterwards were like, it, like I hate Savala to begin with. And then you got Ikora just revenge mode, right? She is, she is, she's already thinking about gathering troops and just going for it, right? And then Zavala's like, no, we, we can't do that. We can't, we can't avenge him. And then she calls him a coward. Like that, the whole thing was just amazing, dude. Nothing's gonna top that for me, probably ever. Anybody else? Biggest wow moment. There's been so many. Yeah, it's that's so that's a hard question. One of my first wow moments, um, that destiny could have been something very different just from your you know a normal shooter perspective and how things could go actually came from like OG Vault of Glass back in D1. Uh, passing Templar, and you come to, you know, the path to the Gorgon's Maze. And without a guide, without anything to, you know, to tell you, it's like, oh, just, you know, just jump, right? Uh, being trained by Destiny, which, you know, wasn't a lot then. Being trained by Destiny that, you know, your path is always going to be, like, pretty clear-cut in front of you uh, once you make it to a place. And then just having just this drop. And you're like, what do we do now? Just standing in front of that cliff face for the first time, trying to figure out what do we do? And there's just saying, well, you know what? Screw it. And jumping like that first time and surviving that land with just so little health to find out that was the right choice was probably my first wow moment of destiny. Was is, is nobody here surprised that the traveler resurrected Sabathun? Was that not a wow moment for anybody here? I figured at least one person would say that. Uh, no, that... no, but Saint Fourteen walking through that portal, you know, punching his way through piles of X and being like, "I'm back," was always fun. But I've always been a big fan of Saint Fourteen, so that's always been special. I knew about Savathun being resurrected by the light like three seasons before it happened, at least, because I was in on the spoilers. So, no, <laughs> it turned out to not be a huge wow moment for me. Wow that they did that, it was right, but I don't know, for some reason it made sense. Uh, the bigger wow moment, I think, of that was finding out that that was the original plan. The Savathun was supposed to be chosen, but the dark, uh, the witness ended up shoving its nose into the situation. My wow moment was from the Vidoc seeing that uh, in Season of Defiance, Devrim's going to come down from his hour. <laughs> Maybe he'll actually shoot something. <laughs> All right, so right. And, hit it, and hit it this time. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll put my two cents in here because when we actually saw when we actually saw the the face of the witness at the very end cutscene of the uh witch queen campaign i that freaked me out a little bit and that's definitely one of yeah. my top moments 
Yeah, before the memes started rolling in, he was a very disturbing figure. You know, until everyone started comparing him to Megamind, and thus basically demystified him entirely. Poor guy. <laughs> Megamind with anime it, eyes. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> like Megamind meets Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I really want to make him angry. I was going to say the bad, bad word, but I want to make him angry because he's so composed, right? Like all the time. I want, I want to see him lose his mind. I want to see him get so mad at us for spoiling his plans that he just loses his composure. If it's even possible. I can see it happening. All right, I'm looking at the clock here. Let's take uh, a couple more questions. So your your choice, right. RNG. Next question from Sheriff Half App Panda. What item type, ship, sparrow, ornament, weapon, armor, etc. do you think Bungie has done the best design work on? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I really like the OG Trials ornaments, and I really like the kitty cat cloak. You mean the Batman cloak? Mm. No, the kitty cat cloak from D1. Yeah, the mm. Batman cloak. I said kitty cat cloak, damn it. Well, I know your place. Batman cloak. No, you know your place. Put a black shader on, and that was a Batman cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I never ended up getting that cloak. I ended up with the uh, with the helmet without the cloak, which just you know, the entire cloak was nice. Anyway, uh, what have they done the best on? I'm gonna say some of the ships. Some of the ships' designs they've really had have yeah. really uh, they've really come out with some amazing. One of my favorites, hilariously, is uh, I believe is called is it Radiant and and, and Scepter, I believe. Uh, the ship we got with Hawkmon? Yeah, I, I I actually have that on one of my characters. It's the big flat ship. Yeah, yeah which which lore accurate that is Crow ship? Because mm. <laughs> that ship was gifted to Crow by the light. Just saying. He's Same. all like, damn it, now I gotta take it off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, there is a lore page. But yeah. The one thing I always buy when I'm looking through Eververse is weapon ornaments because I can always switch those out. And they, once you buy them, they're all like right there. You can scroll through them. So as far as ornaments go, uh, that's what I focus on are the weapon ornaments that are usually available in Eververse if I'm going to use my Bright Dust for something. It's pretty expensive, but uh, that would be my answer. Ew, no, never. Uh, you know why? Because nobody ever sees your weapons. Than in my, I do. Wouldn't it be so, cool, like, if they could like pick up your weapons and then other people could like use your weapons, right? like Call of Duty? Yes, and Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Third Gator, awesome. I had to. That's all right. Set yourself <laughs> it's all right. I'm good with it. <laughs> what What's the name of the sniper rifle? We combine four rounds into one. Izanagi. Izanagi. Thank yeah. you. The The Buster Sword skin for Izanagi. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good bad. one. The Phoenix good. Fall uh, for Phoenix Protocol for Warlock. That Those are the to... ones. Uh, I'm, I'm like drawing a blank, but Phoenix Protocols. Bleh, Phoenix Protocols are the ones that look amazing, but no one ever uses, right? No, they're the ones that everybody uses because it. What's, the, you... what's the one I'm thinking of? There's one Warlock. Are you exotic. thinking of Starfire Protocol? Potentially, I don't know, but there's. There's one Warlock exotic 
chess piece that looks amazing. Oh, same but it's like oh, with the feathers. Like, I think so. Isn't that same? Look at me. Looks, makes look, you look like now. Dracula. I don't know. Either way, but there's one chess piece that looks absolutely amazing. But it's. Are you talking about the I'm one sorry. that gives you the um, overshield, but not the head? I don't think so. Okay. I'll I'm have confused. to. Sorry. I have to look into it and like report back. Oh, later. oh, oh, oh. Ophidians. Uh, Let's talk about Ophidians, guys. Oh, got you. Current game yeah. uh, coming. Totally. Got you. Totally <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready for the next one? Well, the ornament, by the way, uh, is on my Wither Horde. It's called Drowned in Strife. It has all the Savathun or the hive markings on the side. It all glow. That was my favorite ornament. The flex and hand replicates for the Syntheseps that make them look like the Wrapped in Siva. Because who doesn't love punching with Siva? Oh my god, that's... Yeah, I love this. Oh man, no one wants Siva. God damn it. I hate every time you say Siva and you remind me of that parody. Siva. All right. Next question. This one's from Sweaty Spooks. This one's for Gator. Legacy weapons. What weapon in your vault, relevant to current meta or not, would you trade all of your weapons to protect and why? I would have to, wait a minute, I have to trade in all my weapons and armor or just weapons? What one weapon would I trade if I had to? Trade all your weapons to protect. Protect? Yeah, so like uh, basically the spirit of the question is everybody has that one weapon that's like their nostalgic golden legacy weapon so what is your most valuable weapon that you would like probably spend more than you're comfortable with to protect this is not going to influence any future fundraising right you're not going to use this against me <laughs> i mean uh, i know where yes to that. i guess there's no way i got, I got I mean, lies you in act- my pocket right now we're, we're good okay I'm looking you for have the mind. choice to just not listen to them too <laughs> oh, that's true too. Exactly. I mean, it's not like we can get into your vault and yeah, man, I got a ton. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? I hang on to, and I, it's probably useless now, but I just love the feel of it. Is my inaugural address that that three ninety uh, from the Leviathan raid, the three ninety pulse rifle? It's void. I refuse to get rid of that rifle. It looks so good too, and it's like butter. I need to use it in Crucible just to see how it works. But it's got kill clip outlaw on it. Does it have a higher kill count than your Telesto? Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't know you were talking exotics. I thought you were talking about legendary exotics. <laughs> no, no, I was, no I was, it doesn't matter which weapon. I was just kind Teles- of Telesto. The Telesto goes without saying. What is my current count? Does it even show on dim? I can't. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, well. I think I've got 50,000 on it. Uh, maybe more. 50,000? Kills. Oh, PvP. Hmm. Not PvP combined. Yeah, because I'm a void lock and I use void, yeah, so it makes sense. Still seems to use low it. though. Eh, I think I got ten thousand in Crucible. That's a lot for Crucible. All right, uh, one more question. Yeah, two more questions. Two more. Okay, go for it. Two more. Go for it. I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. Uh, uh, question from Moose. You get to add one subclass theme. What is it, and what's the gameplay loop of it? Oh, I know. I know. Go ahead. Um, it's something brand new. It's never <laughs> been done before. Okay. It's going to be on Titan, and you get to punch something. 
Um, I, I want to add a uh, drunken kung fu element. This was in um, was it in Tekken or was it in the Wu Tang game? It was in one of those fighting games, but where you can make the other opponent like drunk, so like you know, it messes with their ability to move and messes with their orientation and what they can see. Isn't that like every Mortal Kombat about... game has that? Isn't that just every ARC subclass? <laughs> hey, how about spiders that come out of a warlock and chase Hazel? Oh, wait. I like Ooh. it. I like it. Hey, get I the like spider it. picks. We come have on, a gun that shoots spiders spider already. Picks. There you go. Nah, nah. <laughs> You should definitely not play Hogwarts Legacy then. There are tons of spiders. Oh, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't like it. Mm, giant spiders. Right, right now. Not for you. Nice. Definitely not for you. Nah. Thanks you stay away from the forbidden well. forest. Thank you, Fuzzy. Right. <laughs> it's a happy that medium. That's to say that you can't be mad at. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a fun spider. Hazel's like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question right, from Three Fingers. What would happen if the traveler went into the dreaming city? Well, the taken goo still the in there. Taken goo still in there, what? right? Still into the dreaming city. Yeah, what's like if it lived at the dreaming city, or if it granted the awoken <laughs> its powers? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, is it like renting an apartment short term <laughs> or moving in? Or... Right. I w- I would say, what would it do to the dreaming city if it landed there? Would it affect? The curse. I guess is what he's probably asking. Oh, uh, curse! Yeah, there'd be a big explosion. <laughs> the memes. The 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 waves would be so much gnarlier in the dreaming city. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, that's the thing because the curse of the dreaming city doesn't actually affect us. Doesn't. What about the travel? Even though. I mean, we've been in and out of the Dreaming City ever since that curve was implemented. It's the Awoken and... Oh, I forget her name. Petra? Seventhoon's daughter. No, Seventhoon's daughter. Oh. And um, uh, the boss of the raid uh, that are in that loop. Um, I'm just trying to think. Riven? Because, I mean... Yeah, Riven. There we go. Thank you. No. Um, yeah, they're... they're... Seventhoon's daughter? I thought she was Nahamkara. No, no, no. The uh, the boss of the dungeon, Shattered oh. Throne, is uh, something. I got you. Daughter, maybe. I think. It's been a while since I've read that lore. But uh, Dulinkara, thank you, Kato. Um, yeah, Dulinkara um, and Riven pretty much create the loop of power needed to keep the curse going. So, canonically, other than Kalos, would his robot explanation uh last wish is legitimately a raid that cannot be finished until they actually do like a story update and like change the dreaming city um but as far as could the i mean potentially the traveler could break it if it cared maybe but again this is just a lot of speculation and stuff that hard to say yeah i think but i mean if it just goes to the yeah if it just goes to the dreaming city i mean it's not like i mean sure the traveler can like terraform planets but i mean it's not gonna make anything explode or anything as far as i know but yeah i don't know that's a lot of 
it's a whole heft of speculation. All right. Thank you, RNG, for collecting the questions from our chat tonight. We appreciate it, buddy. And that's it, guys. That no is uh, our show. But I wanted to I wanted to wrap up before we leave. I wanted everyone to just give their final thoughts about the whole light. Everything, my God, we've gotten flooded with information this week. Just real quick, final thoughts. Uh, let's go from the what I can see is the top. Let's start with Sweaty Spooks. Well, to be fair, I've been a little bit preoccupied the past week or so. Um, so I haven't been diving deeply. That's a underscore word here um, into all of the content and that's been released about everything that's going to be coming out in Lightfall. Um, I mean, of course, I've dived into the TWAB and took a quick skim and I'm here sure. having the discussion with you folks, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't taken a deep dive into anything. And I kind of like that aspect that there's going to be a little bit of a surprise. Like I have an idea what I'm in for, but at the same time, I still don't really know. So I th- I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Um, I remember seeing the, I don't even remember what they're called anymore, the Striders. Do you remember what their yeah. proper term is? from uh neo muna protectors of striders yes silver surfer so do you remember how those uh there was two of them and one of them had a beard in the game did you notice that yes and nimbus is the rookie <laughs> right so i was just kind of like oh this is going to be a, just a different interaction in the game in in general so i'm i'm looking forward to how that interaction works um i'm also looking forward to some of the weapons uh there's been a lot of recent hot topics <laughs> surrounding that that subject uh with with the weapons and stuff there's been some speculation um i in particular have been paying more attention into the i'm sorry gator the hand cannon aspect of that's all right <laughs> it's okay my man um potato potato but i mean in some of the artwork there was a hunter and uh he was presenting this hand cannon if you look at it it the base model of the hand cannon looks it reminds me of not forgotten mm. just with like a whole bunch of extra features added onto it like an yeah. extended barrel there was uh, some under pieces but anyways um there was of course talk back and forth being like well it has a 180 handle so it must be a 180 and then it's like no that's that's dog wash it's obviously a 140 so I don't know what it ended up being I think it actually ended up being a 120 <laughs> everybody was wrong um but i don't really know that's just all like i say what i see and have come across in the vine if you will so just like like i say when when it's pre-launch you just take everything with a grain of salt we'll uh we'll see upon launch we'll see what happens i'm looking very cool fluffy what do you think man what's final thoughts of uh what you've heard so far totally a dead game uh probably not gonna buy it (laughs) and uh, i'm gonna go play gwent (laughs) Yep, I'm canceling my pre-order. <laughs> Can I get my money back? <clears throat> I'm worried about Crucible, man. I really am. I hope they do something. I'm not. You're not? I mean, dude, like, I obviously I want them to do stuff all the time, but, you know, you start off the season, you play PvE, you enjoy the story, you know, you do all that, and uh, when you get sick of the PvE, you play PvP. You do it with your friends and you have game. fun. It's the ultimate endgame. At least it is for me. All right, Mr. Sin Media. I know you haven't had much time to talk, so what do you think, man? What do you think so far? 
Well, at least I'm not live from the road or live playing the game at the moment, so you at least get that. <laughs> yeah. I try not to seem super distracted while I'm on camera here. Sure. Um, I am super excited for Lightfall. Um, my birthday is at the end of the month, so this falls just a few days after my birthday, so it's super exciting for that. And uh, Strand, I'm definitely interested in uh, checking that out. Uh, I was listening to your all's last podcast with the uh, thoughts on Strand and kind of ranking them. Um I do believe Titans probably is the bottom of the barrel from what I've seen so far, but I am still going to be excited to try it out and try the other classes as well. And the story, I'm, I'm, I'm big into the story. Um, after going through Rang, uh, uh, Ragnarok and uh, Hogwarts Legacy so far and just diving into that story, I am super excited to dive into the Lightfall story and see where that really takes us. Yeah, I hear you, man. Kingsley Mack. And hopefully it's magical. Magical. Yeah, I'm... Who knows how the game will be? No, I'm excited, of course. I've been kind of like super chill this time around and not um, thinking about it too much. And the time has seemed to be passing even quicker, go figure. But uh, I'll be hopping into it, of course, right away and looking forward to the campaign and everything. And uh, Fluffy's beautiful face. and <laughs> It's gorgeous, isn't it? That hair, man. I'm so jealous. And, uh, Imagine and meeting of course, him in person. the raid coming yeah. up. I got you, man. I know you. I know you oh, yeah. know about that. Well, raid. I've met a few of y'all. Haven't met Fluffy in person, but yep. uh, yeah, Gator and I basically just sat in the parking lot, and he ran his hands through my hair like for an hour. So, man, just just <laughs> one more second, man. One more second. Come on. I, oh, I got a, I got a fact, funny story because we're seeing everyone's faces, so that's why we're all distracted. Yeah. Funny story. So is we that, went, is we that went, part of the additional bonus content, or do you need to pay extra for that? Is that a special fee that I need well, to get yeah, into? Or doing a video record? We Hold can, on a uh, sec. Yeah. Oh, you damn, Perry! What happened to your wow, mic? Bro? Your volume went crazy. <laughs> oh, did it? Pop no, no. Camera? Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Parody. What do you think, man? What are your final thoughts? Was my mic okay, or is it picking up? The no, I brought you down. I think, camera that I think it's picking up the other mic, not your. Yeah, I think mic. your I think your yeah. camera mic kicked in. Here, is that better? Yeah, you're not fine. Yet. You're fine. I adjusted. Yeah, go for it, man. Change your Discord settings. What do you think? Yeah, uh, final fine. thoughts going into uh, the next season. I, mean, I think final thoughts next season is going to be it's all gambit. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm really curious to see how how Strand plays out. It's going to come out of the gate really hot. Yeah. They're going to then nerf it because it's going to be super hot, just like they did with Stasis. That's what they said they're going to do. I'm just excited to enter a whole, you know, entering a whole new year of Lightfall. You know, we did, we did Shadow Key, we did Beyond Light, we did Witch Queen, now we're going to Lightfall. Finally, I, I remember they said somewhere along the line, hey, we're finally in a place that's not just a big science lab. We're finally in a place where it's like either they did science or they were doing science or they might do science. So I'm just excited to be just in a different environment and just see what Strand does. And the other part of me just says, how horribly broken is Strand going to be when it comes out and what sort of ridiculous, you know, game-breaking things in the, the PVM Clearverse map guys are going to find ways to get out of maps that Bungie's going, oh, oh, we didn't think about that. So it's it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I, I can't decide if I think the game will be working at the end of February or if, or if it'll be one of those, like, you're going to need to wait till like March 3rd <laughs> to start playing it because um, there, there might be some issues. Yeah, there's always that worry. That's for sure. Uh, let's see. All right, no no one responds. What's your final thoughts, man? Yay! Um, I got three <laughs> words for you. Uh -huh. Build crafting, right? Man, so, you're saying it, man. Do, 
they're removing all the elements. Finally, right? They're giving us 10 slots in-game per character for crafting. They're making it so that any mod can go on any armor piece. I mean, it's... The possibilities just exploded. Like, right now, Plunder the Booty's channel is about to get hype, hype AF right now. I'm telling you. It's going to get nutty. And that is what I'm most excited for. Strand is coming out. Strand's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. Going to be great. But build crafting is going to be the most exciting thing coming in the game by far. It's, it's I was telling Whoop. Hazel, it's 3D chess now. Because of so many different changes they made to all the armor mods and how they craft stuff, it's going to be fun. No more elemental affinity. You can stack mods like you want. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, RNG, what do you think, man? What do you think coming up? I'm ready for it. I'm not as super hyped. I'll save it until it comes out, what my thoughts are. But, I mean, I'm excited for what's coming. I'm not crazy as hyped as I was maybe for Witch Queen, but, yeah, you know, it's there. Way to be a party pooper. You ruined the oh, whole podcast, Gator. Right, I, you know, I, I don't care. What well, he's not our favorite rail mod okay. train. There goes the hype yep. train off the tracks. <laughs> Uh, bring Hazel. it in a little bit, okay, RNG? Just yeah. bring it back in. Come on, man. Okay. I know you're excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, it leaves you, Hazel. Something crazy. What do you think, man? Um, oh, man. I'm I'm so excited for season 21. I could give a less about season 20, unfortunately. But maybe the story will be good and hopefully carry it. But give me season 21 with no power grind and all the goodness that, yeah. you know, is everything that, that we all want. Um, You know, I'm super excited for that the challenge come on let's go we talked about it we thought about feel, they would maybe do you feel just, just just a little good go ahead parody sorry do, do you feel just a little bad for like whatever team put together this like you know crafting system with all these elements and they're gonna do all these things and then they're like ah no. scrap the whole thing just yeah, just no. throw it all out the window <laughs> it's just too complicated. Who do you feel worse? Oh, no, no, I mean, totally group? agree. Just, just at the currencies yeah. team. I, I'm happy they're yeah, like, we're right. not going to give you 17 new currencies because I was like, oh, you're taking them away just to give us 17 more in, in Lightfall. Could you Bungie, we appreciate all of the hard work that you've done, but we're going to throw it out now, and the reward for your good work is more work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're taking away all the build crafting materials, and everything is going to cost way too many legendary shards. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you know what? You know what's going to be a shortage of next season? Enhancement cores, because they're taking the place of the building materials for weapon crafting and stuff. I mark my words. Only um, deficit is going to be your account because you have twenty accounts. I don't. And you have two hundred enhancement cores on each. I don't. I have over a thousand well, enhancement cores. Right? I, I have a. Th- the economy a sucks if you're playing multiple accounts. I no. I had a thousand cores on my primary account and. I used them up pretty quick. Um, this was not related to the. To what the are you build. spending them on? No, I think I no. You know what I was using them for to get uh, armor, like armor enhancements, enhancement prisms, in order to get enhancement prisms to I, get enhancement the golf balls. That's what I remember. I used a lot. You of know them. how you fix that? How's that? You fix that by running GMs. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me, I've seen the or light. Not buying. There's Hazel. He's freaking out. 
or no, no, no. hard disagree. Enhancement cores can drop was, from raids. I was running yeah, GMs. You know what the GMs did? The freaking blues from the GMs got rid of my 50 shards and 10 golf balls out of my vault. And then after they're, like gone, a management problem. after they're gone, I get the notification, <laughs> your vault's full, by the way. Like, oh, you couldn't tell me before you got You're rid of the shards You're a PC player, balls? right, Respawn? You play yeah. PC, right? Yeah. How many monitors do you have? Uh, that's irrelevant, okay? <laughs> it's not irrelevant when you can have Jim up on another screen and see what your inventory is by clicking refresh. Yeah, Especially yes. if you know you're using... the refresh. The, no, okay. It doesn't help if you have ADD. Honestly speaking, but honestly speaking, I didn't even pay attention because Bungie said that there were going to be no more blues, right? So I went hard grinding in the GM, didn't even pay attention to the drops because I assumed there were going to be no blues. It says my vault is full. I go look at not vault. Uh, Postmaster's full. I go look at it. All blues. My <laughs> is gone. I was livid. But they fix that though. There's no more blues dropping now if you're past the soft cap, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. After I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right. My final thoughts. I know we're trying to wrap up here. Two things I'm really looking forward to to, to uh, Lightfall. I love the fact that there's going to be a story on Niamuna. So a whole new space, a whole new open area, and a whole new patrol area. Patrols. Yeah, I said it. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is the fact that the season is going to be back on, at home fighting against the invasion on EDZ and things like that. I'm looking f I am love the fact that they're coming from two different fronts. And um, if it's ha even half as good as the Witch Crane story, I'll be in. So the story, story, story. That's what I'm looking forward to. So. Uh, that's what I'm hoping will will turn out to be good. All right, everyone, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I wanted to go around the horn. Uh, everyone plug their podcast where they can find you. Let's start from the top here. That's Parody. You want to do your uh, – you're usually the one doing it, so go for it. I know it's probably when I don't show up. They don't know how to end the show, start the show. It gets, it gets real dicey. No, I'm I'm here from Two Titans and a Hunter. We're here with Respawn. Um, Night Demon, who unfortunately had to go – I don't know. I assume do something with the new king. I, I don't know what he does these days. He he has a new job. He does something. Uh, you can find us, Two Titans and a Hunter. Dump it into a search box. You'll find us. I believe in you. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, Respawn, we start with you. Thanks. Go with you next. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, well, Parody just plugged it. Yeah, I'm. no one responds in real life from the show Two Titans and a Hunter. We are literally everywhere. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, watch YouTube, watch Twitch, you'll find us. So, like Parody said, I also believe in you. Let's go with uh, Sweaty Spooks. Uh, my name is Sweaty Spooks from the Blueberry Lounge podcast. Uh, my co-host, Native Raider, is well. Uh, he had to leave a little bit early for work reasons, which is totally acceptable. You can reach out to me on Twitter if you wish at sweaty underscore spooks, uh, or you can find me in all of the discords lurking. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. As one of our newest members of the owl thank sector Alliance. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I was actually so excited because I started as a fan of this and I had been uh, listening to this, the, and what started as a tripod for a number yes. of years, if you will. So I was very, very excited to be here today. So thank you. Hey, man, I, I dig what you're doing. Your, your, your YouTube videos, you're doing great work on your podcast, man. Come a long way. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. You're doing great. There's great stuff out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fluffy Fingers MD. 
Hey guys, that's me. He said my name already. Um, I like running. Uh, I, I own a Miata. Um, sometimes if it's like dark in the basement and I'm going up the stairs, I feel like things are chasing me, so I run a little bit faster. And uh, <laughs> why, why are people laughing? I'm just gonna, nothing. Okay. Go ahead, man. Bye. No, uh, is it? Spiders? I just, I just remember the old joke about MD standing for Miata driver. <laughs> no, no, I play fake doctor online. <laughs> Seems like a good place to play Dr. that game. Don't you have, don't you have like a podcast or something, Fluffy? Oh, that'd be cool. Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only the oldest <laughs> podcast here. That's just all. you off the street. <laughs> Some random. Uh, hey, hey, Fluffy, do you want to do a podcast? podcast. Oh, good. Um. <laughs> What you got to do is you got to go to Google and you type in Destiny 2 Podcasts and you find two titans and a hunter. Exactly. And then you get introduced to the community and then you find our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a great podcast, man. You've had some really great people on there lately, too. Yeah. Good stuff. Like uh, Mr. I know. Uh, Elmer it's Fudd weird. Games. They never yeah, they never come back, though. <laughs> oh, we need it's what about dude. Uh, yeah. Come back yeah, and talk Fudd, to you guys. yeah. Fudd was on this week. Um, that was fun. Actually, you know what community? Average D2 gamer is on next Saturday. Not not awesome. tomorrow, but next Saturday. Awesome. Keep me up in the I'm DM with some that. ridiculous ass questions for him. There you go. That's all I ask. He's a good guy. I like that guy. Wow, I can't help but notice that nobody from Two Titans and a Hunter has ever been invited to your show. I think we need to fix that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, yeah uh, I think we should. I wouldn't I wouldn't invite respawn, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> They I'll only invite the people space, that clean you. out their uh, postmaster properly. Yeah. Well, that leaves you, Sin and Kingsley Mac. And Des. And Des. We'll no, order. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at faces. I, Sorry. I can entirely forgot. I can't get the last words. I could call. <laughs> but no, I am Des Raven. You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Raven, where I'm not likely to respond. Uh, because it's a running gag, go check out uh, the Guardian Hub uh, for you know the the history of that running gag. It's not as funny as I make it out to be. Trust me. Um, but of course, you can find me lounging, laundering, and answering um, lore stuff. I'm I'm running out of steam very quickly here. Um, across the discords, um, I'm like resident lore guy on. Guardian Down, Guardian Hub. Um, I haven't joined many, many other discords because they seem to be multiplying. And yeah. Every week anyway. there's a new one. There is. I know, right? Just about. Um, so yeah, it's in. Well, you can certainly find me on Twitter at sin underscore media or here in the discords, multiples of them. And Kingsley, Super Soaker, Lord and Savior, Jesus, Christ Mac, take us out. Yes, you can find me as Kingsley Mac, all the places. Not by any of those names, but, uh, you know, I stream occasionally while I'm on Twitch, mostly for friends while I'm raiding. Uh, you can also find out our show. Did you know we just had our 200th episode with the Guardian Hub? And, uh, yeah, check that out. It's not out yet, but it will be out soon 
And actually, by the time you're hearing this, this may be out after our 200th episode, if you're not listening live. But anyways. Uh, uh, it'll come out yeah. co- coinciding. Coinciding. But find out everything about our show, our website, how to join us, the Discord, at theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. There it is. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, RNG Gator, did you, you know I just you, had to jump in just for that point? Mm-hmm. Part right of there. course, had to, had to come just day. for that part. Absolutely, it's like Contract. a trademark. Yeah, RNG Gator, uh, where can people find you? I'm like sweaty suits. You can find me in the Discord, especially in uh, Guardian Downcast with Rodimus, telling people to go chat in the right channels. Um, you can find me on Twitter as RNG Gator. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your work tonight, man. Keeping everything in order. I, I can't look no at the problem. chat just when I'm doing live shows. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, my partner in crime, Mr. Hazel, NT. Where can people find you, sir? Uh, quick and easy. Hazel, NT, anywhere and everywhere, pretty much all the places. Got to love the branding. Uh, you can find me at Todd the Gator on uh, Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, we have a podcast called Guardian Down Cast. We're two dads that started this game back when Destiny was just a just a little baby. And, uh, yeah, we, we're, we've done it all all these years. And I guess this is going on our fifth season? Fifth season. Damn. Uh, yeah, you can find us at guardiandowncast.com or uh, in our Discord that we're talking through you right now. That is uh, discord.gg forward slash guardiandowncast. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, chat, for stopping by and talking with us and uh, insulting probably me most of the time. But that's all right. We appreciate you. And um, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you very much for joining tonight. And later, Guardian. Guardians are measured by their worth. So stand. Fight. There it is. I have to add that now. It's perfect. We're good to go. Hell yeah. Get toddled. There it is. Get that intro music. Get, 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 Get toddled. Two Titans and a Hunter. A Destiny 2 podcast. 